Blog Talk Radio. Dudes to 
Gunk, but back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
on the quote unquote front line, not only people that are, you know what I'm saying, um, fully committed to the movement and pushing things forward, you know what I'm saying, not only those that have sacrificed for the better good of the upliftment of fallen humanity, but I just think people in general, the viewers in the audience that night, I think that there's something that you step back from and assess, whether it's how you feel about yourself, your current situation, your people's situation, or just brother polite, you know what I'm saying? And um, as I have this full-fledged conversation with my higher self, and my higher self is just asking me some, some key questions, because you got to question yourself every now and then just to make sure that your answers line up, you know, with your motives. Mhm. Well, that's a good you know? thing. You know? And 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 you know, just being being a member of a community or a network or a society or a family or whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still not clear as to what it is. But being a member of all of those things and one of the central themes of why we can deal together and we, we, we raise this flag and we fly this banner and we say that we're conscious, right? Yeah. They tell you that that means being aware. Yes, being aware. And pretty much, yeah, that's, that's, that's the... Uh, that supposedly is a common denominator that unifies us all as a people, as a movement. You know what I'm saying? Is that we're aware, or we're supposed to be aware of something, right? We woke while everyone else is asleep, or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, while everyone you know, else sleeps. You know, when um, that within itself is a fallacy, you know, because everybody's awake to some degree. And I think that it's rather prejudiced to be like, Oh, I'm woke to this while you're not woke to that. Like, you know, I'm woke to eating greens will do this to me beneficially while you still, you know what I'm saying, eating fish and you're not on to that. That's, that's very, you know, that's like a, an elitist attitude to have towards information. But that's a whole other story. Um my 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 concern is is just the fact that you know as I as I'm observing the current situation and a lot of my thought process comes from the programs and then like after the programs I'll jump online you know what I'm saying to check uh my messages what have you and then I I gotta I gotta I gotta shift through my timeline you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess, like, my timeline becomes a somewhat of an assessment, not so much of the outside world, but it's just like if there was chatter going on, you know, like how when Professor X get on the hollow deck and he's able to hear all of the conversations throughout the planet, timeline is like, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to hear or get a chance to speak to everyone did you get a chance to check into what people are thinking in, in, in essence what they're talking about, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how they formulate their their statuses is pretty much their thoughts, right? So I'm coming across, you know, there's a lot of national pride, there's a lot of, you know, the black god is 
the black man is God pride, you know. Uh, Brother Wesley mm-hmm. wrote a very thorough dissertation going over some of the finer points that Elijah Muhammad brought forth or what have you. And he's just stating his case. I would assume that he is, um, you know, trying to bomb on my nigga Nassim Tahuti because he's not around, right? And that's a whole other story. Wait, say that again? I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. too quick for you? Yeah. No, my my call actually dropped for a few minutes. Okay. No, but I'm saying. Say no, again? I'm saying I'm saying I'm seeing an uptick in activity in regards to people stating their case about, you know, the black man is God paradigm in opposition to the black woman is God. And I'm oh, seeing yeah, an uptick of it taking place now that Tahuti's no longer there. Not to signal uh, Wesley Muhammad out, but I you know, I kinda read his dissertation and I I extracted from the language of some of his posts that, you know, he might have been trying to bang in, in my brother's absence. And I said, that's a whole nother story, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to get into that. But mm-hmm. and I, as I'm having outside conversations with other people dealing with certain ideologies and certain um, held on to so long in the community that have gone unchallenged and some of which, you know, are, are not futuristic. You know what I'm saying? Nor, nor do they make all the sense in the now, now that we have new information, okay? So there's such a thing as new information, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey. that's one hell of a task to take on, you know, to say that you God in a universe with so many other things and so many other people and species and everything like that. And I'm like, the black man's duty, first and foremost, if he's God, is to the black woman. You know what I'm saying? Because she has to be his counterpart. Since where he broke down what Elijah Muhammad brought to the people some years ago, and he was talking about the preparation of the black God for the trillion something years in space, right? He called it a nurturing period, but not once did he mention the black woman in that process. Not once did he associate nurturing to the mother principle. Then he said he was born from that thing, whatever that thing supposed to be, and he said the black God had to go to war with the thing from whence he came so it wouldn't be stronger than him. There's this cleverly disguising and guiding the fact that they have been propagating patriarchal uh, mindsets, uh, religious mindsets. You know, like Grandpa said, the oldest war on the planet has been the war against women. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of this ideology, that's all that I'm seeing. And I, again, not signaling nobody out of taking stocks. I'm just reviewing, you know what I'm saying, how I process this level of information that I came into contact with, and I was making my observations, okay? So when I'm reading about the blackness of, of space, I'm saying that's nuts. All right, that's the black woman. They're not giving her her props. They're saying it's formless and everything in the void, and what have you. When all the creation came through the vessel of Pisces, you know, but that fails to get mentioned. But I'm like, if you're the black god on this planet, your first duty is to protect the black woman. That's not happening, okay? And it could be in the form of the feminine principle or, more importantly, because the association of the black god is a correlation to the sun. Your woman is the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. Why is yeah. none of these niggas talking about Fukushima? 
I don't want to hear your fucking economic policies. I don't want to hear none of that shit if you are ignoring the fact that there is a global crisis taking place at this particular time, and the planet is dying. And your five, ten, fifteen-year plan to ball out, that shit is not secure on a planet where the ocean is dying and the air quality is, 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 is challenged. And there's mutations of an unprecedented amount that no one is talking about that are popping up all over the planet. This mm-hmm. is not localized to the Pacific Coast. You know, no one cares to mention about the starfish and the sea lions and the squids and the jellyfish, all of which have become damn near extinct in a few years. You know, all of these things have ecological, ecological um, effects. I'm, I'm just tired of this shit. Like, who's going to take responsibility that comes with these labels and these titles? Always want to call yourself whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, and there's no responsibility that comes along with that. If you, God, you have a responsibility to this planet. Period. This is where you are localized to. This is your home. This is your domain. This is your dominion. You were sent here if you, because the God shit coincides with the whole religious thing, so you were sent here. This is your garden. You're supposed to hold your garden down. Okay? So, I was speaking to a brother the other day, and he made a wonderful point, and I'm going to share that. You know what I'm saying? Failure as a man, as a black man in particular, or the black God, to protect and take care of the planet is spiritual homosexuality. Wait, say that again? The failure of a man to take care of his woman, to secure his family, okay, such a lofty title as, as a black God or God in particular, yeah. It means that the earth is your woman. Mm. And your failure to protect your woman and to allow any and everything to happen to her, molestation, rape, pillage, destruction, is spiritual homosexuality. Wow, okay? Because you have made a conscientious decision that you no longer need that woman in your life anymore. You have turned your back on the woman principle. So when you see what you see in society, do not be alarmed. This is a direct correlation to the fact that black God is a faggot at this particular point. The food is gay. The weed is gay. Okay. And this is not an attack on homosexuals or what have you. I'm just pointing out some things because it could be right in our face and we don't see it. But we got to come with a different logic altogether, a different slant. And then we can see it for what it is. You're eating foods that don't reproduce. They've made a conscientious decision wasn't on their own, but they have been bred to be, you know, non-breeders. Is that what homosexuality is? Yes, sir. Okay. The weed is not a, 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 a diversity in terms of it, it's only 
feminine. There's no masculine aspect to it. It can't produce, it reproduce itself. You know, it doesn't breathe. And I breathe, storm it. It's homosexuality. It's lesbian weed. Uh, man, bringing up weed, uh, just want to say that, uh, shout out to my brother Idris out there. That's, uh, my young, one of the young gods that, uh, you know, out there with Turtle Gang. And, um, Something very interesting happened. You know, the brother, you know, he came through today and he was uh he was dropping some he was dropping some real informative real informative information, you know, dealing with the um medical the medicinal properties of medical marijuana. 'Cause you know, you know, um they legalized it's it's about to be uh legalized in New Jersey, and they specified that it only be legalized for edible, you know, through a, through an edible means or through a vape, through the vapor process, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like they're, they're not going to be able to grow, you know what I mean? They're not going to be selling, like, jars of, of you know, it's not going to turn, Branson is not going to be, like, you know, a medicinal spot, you know what I mean? And they're going to put dispensary at your weed spot, you know. They, oh, but uh, they said you know, can make edibles. Mhm. So that's a whole market, of, right? Yeah, they open it up the possibilities for our brothers and sisters who have mastered marijuana goods and stuff like that. They've also opened up the door for brothers and sisters. They, you're going to see vaporizers pop up everywhere now. Um, you know, so this brother was ahead of the uh, ahead of the the rush. You, you feel what I'm saying? came on Sinetta TV about a month or two ago and was bringing the information about the medicinal properties, the vapes, you know what I mean, the vapor pens versus smoking blunts, paper planes and things of that nature. For the high percentage of people out there that indulge in that art or that act or whatnot, you know, whether it's for um, uh, spiritual sacrament reasons, you know, you might be a shaman in your own right. Who knows? Nobody's saying anything about yeah. what. We just know that there's a large number of our brothers and sisters who may call themselves conscious or may not even fall under that category, but they partake. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You know, they they, they that that's what they do. So our main yeah. thing is if that's yeah. what you do, if that's what you're going to do, whereas no one can stop you from doing what you want, what you're going to do. We might as well say, well, if you're gonna do that, you might as well have uh, the best information possible from some people that have done the research and could, you know, share with you some of the options that you have. Because keep in mind, you know, especially for my brothers and sisters that have, um, you know, tapped into the ancient Aboriginal selves, uh, that's an ancient practice. That's something that you see the uh, Moors, the uh, assassins, the hashashish, you know, and, um, you know, other other uh, civilized nations and whatnot. They, de- they dealt with the uh, hemp. They dealt with uh, the medicinal healing properties of THC, you know what I'm saying, and a few other things. So, uh, you know, the brother dropped some good information today, you know. And he's definitely a legend because, you know, 
like I said, if they legalize it one place, then you know they legalize it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the argument. Yeah, is, I had. Yeah, I had. About, I got a wake up call this morning. They told me that New York had legalized it. So it's not New York, it's Jersey. I mean, it's Jersey, but it's damn near New York because you know you know what that means. Yeah. You know. They're gonna they're gonna set it. You know, Jersey it would would be the place that they would legalize it first. Jersey has that kind of economy. Jersey has it's it's really where you test things out at, right? Yeah. When you look Jersey at it, you got the mob. Yeah. The mob. <laughs> it's the testing ground. You know what I'm saying? Like they're 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 definitely making the move to be be able to capitalize to the fullest. This is Bishop Era family for marijuana. This is Boardwalk Empire. This is when they legalized gambling and turned it into lottery, you know, the numbers, and when they took the, the liquor and they legalized it, and they capitalized the liquor licenses and all of that stuff. So brothers and sisters that are out there who are arduous or, or who are very um, studious, you know, maybe you should, you know, maybe there should be a group of us that, that, that you know, dedicate some time, some of our brain cells, to doing some of the studying. You don't necessarily have to be the one to partake in the act, but be a consultant, you know, be on the forefront of, um, you know, be on the forefront well, yeah, of yeah. I got, yeah, like I said, I linked with some people out here to go organic bud, you know what I'm saying? And um, they're actually preparing to go to the Cannabis Cup next week out in the Bay. And compete, man, because they got some great A. Kawabanga, mm-hmm. like I said, it's organic. You know what I'm saying? It's not grown garbage. You know? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. But, uh, yeah, so we, we definitely got to do a show on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah We're going to turn it up, family. We're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We're definitely going to talk about it. You know, we're going to be grown about it, and um, we're going to be able to empower you with opportunity because I said to the brother, by doing this video, you've saved the lives of, if not just one, hundreds and thousands. If our young brothers who the brother Sarnetta and Polite claim are watching and they're listening, no problem. This is something that this is one of the plagues that they're going through right now. You feel what I'm saying? This is something that's, that's affecting them directly, and that's marijuana arrest, and that's, that's going into yes, the yes, um, yes. control substance the market culture, and culture criminalization. Yes, criminalization. You know, culture, culture criminalization of, of a substance. You know, saying that that like like uh, Michelle Alexander has pointed out has been has been decriminalized and quote-unquote white males are experiencing the benefits of that decriminalization process, whereas our brothers and our sisters have not caught on and been able to capitalize. And I even see that directly, you know, out here. It is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just an imbalance in regards to the percentage, the amounts of melanated people that are in that field as opposed to the amount of melanated people who smoke that substance. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. just not bossed up in that arena and everyone seems to be running circles around them when it comes to it because exactly. they have a creed, you know, the Mexican 
in, in the, uh, the European where they like, don't fuck with niggas, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they, they're going to treat you like a hustle. Yeah, they're not good businessmen. Yeah. They're still going to try to rob you. It's legal. They're going to try to rob you. And it does not to be trusted. But I've also been blessed, like I said, to be in the presence of individuals who, as alchemists and scientists, you know, have created some of the best products in the market, whether they're the standalone ones or not. They're still the top of their, of their class. And that's what I've been running into uh, lately, you know what I'm saying, not a large percentage of us that are doing things, but for those one or two individuals that are in their industry doing their thing, they are the standout individuals in that industry doing that thing. You know what I'm saying? They are the ones with the best ideas and the best plans. You know, they're just not funded right. Like, like Cam said, like Jimmy said about not Cam, you know, right. you the best. I mean, one of the big... It's not promoted right. Yeah. And we got to, yeah, so, and I'm glad that you just said that. Because tonight's conversation, you know, is directly related to this conversation about the lack of funding, the hip-hop generation, you know, some of our vices, as well as some of our the culture that we have and the wealth of the culture and how we can utilize our culture. Because our culture is niggas get high, Okay. That's our culture. People get people people get inebriated, things of that nature. And you know the way that they hammered that one home, you know, you go ahead and try to unravel that. You spend your time and energy trying to uh, you know, Christianize these smokers. You know what I mean? And I I wish you good luck. But at the end of the day what we're gonna do over here is we'll be able to deal with our brothers and sisters more honestly, you know what I'm saying, and be more honest with ourselves and just work on focusing on the uh, how we could, uh, you know, basically protect ourselves, right? Yeah. Not only protect ourselves, but get ourselves, um, you know, in better positions financially, economically, get ourselves into the game so we don't have to play second fiddle, especially when we take the lion's shares of the customers. And we don't want this to become, you know, another another round of everything else is going wrong with black America. You know what I'm saying? Of of the pimpery and the uh you know, just so just the level of um non inclusion in any kind of businesses that we are directly funding. Can't have it this time around, you know. We just can't. We can't fall for that one. So shout out to that brother. Shout out to everybody that is, um, you know, sharing this information. You dig, and uh, you know, look out for it on uh, Sinetta TV family. You know, what I'm saying if you're a lot, if you're subscribed to his channel, or what is that? Uh, what's the other channel? Like News One Hundred Two. Yeah, Black News 102. Um, it'll be interesting, among some other things that we were doing out there. So with that being said, I want to get into the show tonight. Feel me? Let's go. Uh, if our guest for the night is in the call queue, I would ask you to the number one. By doing so, we'll be able to open up your line. In the meantime, while we wait for that, 
I'm asking uh, the callers that are on the line and the brothers and sisters who are listening via their computers on the Internet, do me a favor and share the link. Let the family know that we're broadcasting. We didn't put it up. Matter of fact, I'm going to go on Facebook and let the family know on the Facebook page that we're broadcasting late so it could go out. But if you have, uh, you know, if you're on your network, just do us that favor. We don't ask for much from the family. You feel me? What we're saying is to um, just update it on your, on, your, on your stream, update it on your notifications, on your timeline, let them know where you're at, and uh, we'll take it from there. Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like I said before, the show is sponsored by Kings County Clothing. That's K I N G Z K O U N T Y dot Big Cartel B I G C A R T E L dot com. The campaign that we holding up this time around. Yeah. The campaign. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Yeah, campaign family is one that's very simple. Okay, in the <clears throat> very near future, especially for the family that's been paying attention to you know the videos and, and, the, and the web presence, we're going to be introducing some programs through um, KTL Empowerment. Okay, and. Uh, one of the programs that we're going to be talking about is Kings County. You know what I'm saying? The affiliate program, the wholesale, uh, the wholesale opportunities that we're going to be presenting, and we're also going to be talking about our million, one million soul campaign. Brother Reptile, what's the one million soul campaign? Well, the one million soul campaign is this: if I were to sell one shirt to one million people. You know what I'm saying? To everybody that I know, and I think I know about 10 million people on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just running into people. <laughs> so I went ahead and shaved off. Nah, I went mm-hmm. ahead and I was fair. I shaved off 9 million, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you got pump fakers and, you know, certain people are going through some financial issues. And then some people just like to, you know, not support. And we understand. We're cool with that, you know? It's all gravy. So I was left with 1 million. So out of that 1 million, all I'm saying is this, at the end of the day, you know, we talk of black power, talking about what about the economics, people are, all right, cool. Well, we have a line, we have a business, we have a brand that is responsible for infusing conscious consciousness into clothing in the early 2000s, okay? One of the pioneers, all right? Pioneers are saying at this point is just leave a tip, you know what I'm saying? We don't ask for donations, just leave a tip. They exchange no robbery, $20 tip. You know what I mean? Come through, leave a tip, we'll send you a shirt, okay? And that's how it goes. And seven days in a week, I mean, you could buy seven shirts. I, I would rather that, you know what I'm saying? Because at this point in time, you know, we are able to identify ourselves by our uniforms, by our wardrobes. I don't want to be conscious walking around with European labels every day out of the week. You feel what I'm saying? Being a billboard to promote Rome. I don't want to do that, especially when I'm doing the research about Greco-Roman things like that. It would behoove me to wear, you know, Gianni Versace and some other stuff and try to justify that, you know. So it's time to identify, put on your clothes, you know what I mean, put on your wardrobe, 
you know, adorn yourself and some some stuff from the 18th dynasty, you know, and, and you'll definitely be able to uh, feel what it is to, 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 to be one of those superheroes because you, you really, I mean, you take on the characteristics of your higher self when you put your, when, when you clothe yourself in these uniforms with these sacred symbols on them. So, you know, they're all over there in many stores. They're there in Dr. J's, Jimmy Jazz, all of the sneaker stores, got the King Touch shirts, you know, the young guards are repping, and I love it. It's beautiful. I, I applaud it. We also have other brands, Peronic, um, Nubia Apparel, and the other brands that are out there. I salute all of them. I say peace to them, peace to the God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we got Kings County. Absolutely. Saying is, you know, it, it's, it's, we on that campaign, that multi-million dollar campaign. So let's definitely get this thing going. Alright, so that's com, And I'll give the family an update On how this campaign is going As we part, as we partake into it Alright But let me go ahead and um Talk to the family real quick And let me Double check Our guest tonight He might not have the number So let me just get right to him get, Give it to him and I'll be right back Or do you want to play a song or something Is that you know, play a song. That's something you want to do, Blue? Play a song. Okay. You heard? Uh, yeah, give me one minute and play a song. Yeah, play for midnight. I... Boom, I'm. We, we're going to go rent some midnight for the item. For the item. Yeah, yeah. Then we'd be right back with our guest for the night. Uh, Midnight. What makes a king or broadcast? Huh, Blue? Let's do it. What makes it's appropriate? What makes a king? Because we're just talking about that king county. Here's the here's the it's done, though. Right, it's done, we'll be right back. They're waiting for the song to start, family. They're waiting for the song to start. You know that Mercury retro. I was about to say. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the daggone ball spinning, pause. Trying to figure out what that's about. Oh, yeah, shout-out to the month in uh, Central Park Five, man. Legend. That was truly a tumultuous, traumatic experience that we had to live through as children to see them young them young soldiers get railroaded, you know, especially <laughs> we was wilding back then, too. So to even see, a, a you know, a wilding wolf pack go down like that, it was it was very traumatic. And you could just look at them and tell that they wasn't even cut from that claw. So, you know, it's like, damn, they really got railroaded. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't even out there putting in no work. They just got caught up in the dragnet. And um, mm-hmm. it, showed us, it showed us a lot about our city that we didn't quite know yet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It, it was a brutal eye-opener for youth that were in there like 13, 14, 15 15-year-old age bracket, you know what I'm saying? Because them brothers got sent up north and they did real time, you know, for 
for uh, a crime that they didn't commit, you know, late at that. So yeah, that's, right. that's not something that you want to go behind the wall with. Yeah, don't want to go behind. Don't want that on your jacket. So, you know, that money can never really compensate what they took from them young, those young brothers. You know what I'm saying? They took their lives from them. They took their youth, their innocence. They took everything, you know what I'm saying, that uh, they could get their hands on. Huh? It's going to compensate for something the brother came through today. One of the brothers came walking through the strip today. And um, I salute him, you know, because he's been, you know, that you don't, family, the dedication that these brothers have for that case over the years, you know. Yeah, to clear their name. To clear their name, like. They didn't just come out of jail or come home and just, you know, was effing around or playing games or anything. They really were dedicated yeah, yeah. to it. They was getting to it. They was getting to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they was getting right to it. And hard work and perseverance pays off. It's a lesson learned tonight. It didn't happen overnight. And I'm sure I don't know the whole story between the uh the, the the all of the defendants or all of the brothers that were involved in the situation. I don't know who fell back, who fell off. I don't know those stories. But I do know that these brothers were serious about receiving justice. And they got their justice in the form of um a monetary compensation which yeah, forty million. million. Like forty million. Like yeah, you know, that that wasn't too bad. You know, I I don't yeah. really recall. I Abner Louima broke the bank, but um, I don't really recall too many cases that were uh, that came. You know, that basically they 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 cashed out like that. So definitely, I definitely salute the brother. You know, I'm I'm a, next time I see him, I'm gonna see if he needs a financial advisor. If we could sit down and talk some business because he's nah, very familiar. Yeah, one of those brothers. Uh, the dog skin tall one that used to have the flat top in the pictures. I yeah. forget his name. Yeah. yeah. I hollered at him before about coming on the program. And he was with it mm-hmm. back then. It's like three years ago. So you might just want to refresh his memory to see if they're ready to come forth and tell their story. Because uh, there's a lot that we still need to know about that experience. And the documentary is out there for the family who are not residents of yeah. New York City who want to become more familiar with their stories, they, I believe. They're airing it right now, PBS. Oh, PBS, Central Park 5. Central Park 5, uh, yeah. That was a defining moment in New York history, family. Defining. Defining. You know, the, the wolf pack, you know what yeah. I mean? That you want me to um, play on my side? You still need to take that, oh, that, that uh, station yeah. break? Uh, huh? Yeah, press the your side. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be back right back in the uh, in the flash, family. In the meantime. Oh, oh, oh you nation, a question. What makes a king? What makes prospering? Oh, you rebellion, evidence and of events facts. Don't it on song. Just is merited 
sir. So without any further ado, I want to introduce our guest for tonight, Brother Mira L. Peace and welcome to Know the Less Radio. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. I appreciate you brothers having me on the line. Indeed, indeed. Absolutely. I want to quickly go over the title real quick. KTL Radio presents Miller L, Bitcoin and B-Boys, the global and hip-hop, the future. It's yours. Oh, perfect. We're going to keep it short and simple, family, but believe me, when by the time this episode is over, you will have a full overstanding, understanding, understanding about the wealth of information that this brother is about to bestow upon us. I've been privy to be sitting at his feet for the past uh, few weeks and whatnot and uh, soaking up information and knowledge and gems that this brother is uh, bringing to the community. And uh, I want to say that y'all are in for a treat. You know what I mean? He will empower you with, uh, with, with this information. Please believe me. So, can you give the family a brief introduction? You know, we always do that whenever we have a, a new, um, you know, whenever we have a new scholar coming forth to teach the university, we always like to, you know, let the people become more familiar with them. It's on. It's on. Uh, well, first, I'd like to uh, begin uh, by giving all praise to Allah. I would like to also uh, extend honors uh, to our illustrious prophet, Noble Drew and I honor all of you Moors, all of you brothers and sisters out there that are actually trying to do something to better your condition. Um, definitely want to start there. Uh, second of all, I do want to apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm in transit right now, so if there is some background noise, uh, that's what that is. Again, my apologies. I'll try to keep that to a minimum. So good. All right. Uh, as far as me, uh, as you stated, uh, this is Brother Miller Ill. Um, I want to say that the name is rather telling. Um, I don't know if the listeners are aware, but that is an occupation to be a miller. And essentially, they grind. So if the listeners want to know something about me or learn something about me, um, I think one of the first things that I would have them know is that I'm a grinder. Um, I don't I don't really deal in like the wishwashy. Uh, we either are going to do it or we are not going to do it. Islam, this is my attitude. Mm-hmm. I think the rest uh, concerning myself, I think that that will unfold. I will I will also add this um, to kind of give some texture to the grind. I've uh I've been running my own business since I was 13 years old. Um, it has evolved uh, many times, and as I've gotten older, um, it has become more focused. Uh, not so much in different industries, but focusing focusing in one particular industry and really developing the proper skill set so that I can execute um, effectively. So at this point. Um, you know, that has kind of evolved. I've kind of, I, I still obviously have a business currently, um, but I've kind of stepped into the investor role. I've been investing now uh, for more than seven years. And 
you know, it's definitely taught me a lot of different things, walking this walk, uh, being engaged in commerce, being engaged in finance, being engaged in entrepreneurship. Uh, currently, you know, my, my most uh, recent experiences are in, you know, building the infrastructure of different organizations and businesses, uh, building up the brands of these organizations and businesses, uh, and as well as scaling. Um, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, I know you brothers, definitely grind. A lot of us as entrepreneurs, we, we, we do a one-man operation kind of thing. And granted, uh, in this day and time, that is actually rather feasible. However, uh, the idea of scaling a business, I've noticed, is absent. Uh, when I say scaling a business, I mean building a business out and, you know, employing others and kind of delegating tasks. Most of the brothers, they kind of do what they do, and they're the only ones that can do what they do, and as long as God forbid that they can't do what they do because there won't be no more of that. So my, my position is that, you know, as a businessman, it's good business to be able to scale your business. So, uh, yes, sir, I, I think that that is, uh, unless you have some, some pointed questions, I, I want to leave it right there. Indeed, no, that, that that was cool, you know, give people uh, just a, an idea of what it is that you bring to the table. So, like, I mean, we could go right in. You know, we could we could definitely go in. Um, let's break this title of the lecture down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, B-Boys and Bitcoin. Can you expand on what it is that you mean by that? Yes. So, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is a technology. Um, it is a software, computer software, open source computer software. Uh, this is taking the financial world by storm. Uh, it is, you know, disruptive to the entire industry, and I'm talking about finance. Uh, what within finance? Uh, we can talk about banking institutions. Uh, we can talk about credit card institutions, uh, payment companies like PayPal, you know, Western Union. Uh, it's also affecting stocks, bonds, mutual funds, securities. And it's also rather revolutionary in terms of a concept known as property. Uh, most of us understand property as a tangible item, but in this case, uh, it is represented uh, digitally. So the Bitcoin is a rare piece. It is a new piece. It is something that has not been here previous. The best part about the Bitcoin is that it is global. It is not controlled by a given nation. Uh, it is something that is, you know, it, it transcends nationality. It is global. Again, it is software, so it belongs on the computer, specifically the Internet, specifically the Internet. Um, so Bitcoin. Bitcoin is being used as a currency. People are currently buying different items uh, with Bitcoin. They will go online, 
They will go to a place like Overstock.com and uh, other various merchants, and they are able to spend Bitcoin to purchase goods and services. Again, it is digital. This is happening online, just so that we're clear. It is not a physical coin. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna kind of pause for a moment and take some questions on the Bitcoin before I move into the B boy. Okay, as it not being a physical coin, how is it utilized, uh, and why is it called Bitcoin? Was it utilized as a coin? So Bitcoin um, is referred to as a coin. Initially, uh, it was associated with gamers. Uh, the same way that you would maybe get a credit on a video game? Yes, sir. So essentially, uh, it, it, it functioned as a credit of sorts uh, for gamers. Uh, specifically, I don't know if you brothers have ever heard of this. This, is, this might take you back. Um, it's called Magic the Gathering. You ever heard of that card game? No, sir. Magic the Gathering. Uh, old school game, uh, kind of like a war game. And, you know, you would have people collect these cards and they'd, you know, go to like a Comic-Con or something like that and they would, you know, trade these cards and play against each other in a tournament style, etc. So there's, you know, competition and, you know, a, a market for that. So long story short, um, this this particular technology happened to be brilliant, so it would kind of surpass the gaming. So the Bitcoin, again, it was associated with the credit. Uh, it is called bit associated with, again, this is a computer science term, but a bit like megabit, like a gigabyte. Um, this is a computer term for a certain amount of information. So this is where the name Bitcoin comes from. The bit is in the computer science element. The coinage is in the sense that initially it was used as a credit. People could exchange uh, within that niche market of the gamers. They could exchange utilizing these Bitcoins. They were a token of sorts. Yes. Does that make that clear? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, any other questions on, on the Bitcoin? Obviously, we would definitely go in more, but I want to kind of, if you if you got anything lingering or something just stuck out to you that didn't make any sense, or you like clarity, let me know. What is the what, what is the wealth of the coins? Like, can I have a twenty five cent Bitcoin? Can I have a twenty five dollar Bitcoin? All right, very good question. In the wealth. Very good question. So, what I want to do is uh, first things first is we can go right into that. So. There are 21 million Bitcoins. No more, no less. 21 million. One Bitcoin today, right now, $586.96. If you spread that across all the Bitcoins, if you do the math, you're going to get about anywhere between five and seven billion. That is the worth of the Bitcoin ecosystem as well as the individual Bitcoin. Is that clear? Yes, yes. It's very, yes, sir. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, any other questions on that? I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you asked. That. Very good. Is there a way to regulate the amount of the numbers that you were saying um, that they paid for Bitcoin? Is there, there a way to – could we have Bitcoin counterfeit? Very good question. Um, so the, the science um, that Bitcoin is based upon uh, is known as cryptology. This is a computer science. Uh, okay. it, is, it is what is behind encryption. Uh, if you ever had an account where they wanted you to do a, a double security, uh, where maybe they would, they would, you know, you would sign in, maybe you put in your, your username, you put in your password, but then it would prompt you maybe to receive a code from a totally different device to confirm that it's you. That's an encryption. The PIN on your card, if you've got a, a debit card or credit card, the PIN, that is an encryption. So what Bitcoin, what makes actually Bitcoin like one of the most amazing innovations currently uh, is that it has solved that issue with money. That has always been an issue with money, the concept of counterfeit. So that's a very good question that actually speaks to the innovation that is behind the Bitcoin. Absolutely correct. There is no way possible uh, to counterfeit and create a Bitcoin. It's guaranteed impossible. The possibility uh, is found in this. Where do Bitcoins come from? If I'm, that's, that's where the root of that is found. Bitcoins, yeah. Bitcoins, are generated by what is known as miners. Uh, this is that's right. That's right. Uh, Bitcoin mining is a bit of a misnomer, but it is a practical way for individuals to understand how they're accumulating and acquiring wealth, and how it is that they're, you know, going to have a proof of work, as it's called. As long they are these miners are earning, they're earning bitcoins based upon proof of work. What is the work? Computation. They, are, they have the software downloaded on their computer. They are allowing the computer to do the work. This, hence, is the proof of work. Depending on how much computer power you contribute to mining will determine how much Bitcoin you receive on the back end. Wow. So, so again, this... Yeah, you got to work for it, huh? That's right. It is not just, you know, coming out of the sky or... You know, you're going to put like a Bitcoin together, like that's not how that operates. The Bitcoins are released. They are actually on a timer. Okay. They are on a timer. They will be released in different quantities. As time goes on, it will be less and less and less. They call it mining for a reason. Think of mining gold. Mm -hmm. Initially, initially, the gold's on the surface. As time goes on, you have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to get to the gold. The deeper that you go, the harder the work. So they've made Bitcoin the same. Initially, a basic computer could mine a bunch of Bitcoins. A bunch of Bitcoins would be released. It was like a person going out into the West and shimmying some gold out of the river, out of the creek. Mm -hmm. Right? It didn't require a bunch of computer power. Yes, today, today, 
There are very specialized chips. They're known as ASIC chips. Uh, very expensive, but again, all it really is is computer processing power, uh, and it is able to solve algorithms. Uh, it's able to solve equations. Now, again, as time goes on, these equations become harder and harder and harder and harder for the computer to crack, so it requires more and more and more computer power. Okay. Right, which is uh, associated with the work becoming harder and harder. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, as these Bitcoins are released, they are released to the miners. They've gathered themselves into pools, um, you know, as a group. And the money, the Bitcoins that are released are distributed based upon the amount of work or computer power that they contribute. Interesting. Absolutely. Now, I said it was a misnomer. The reason why it's a misnomer is they're not just solving random equations to get Bitcoins. What they're actually doing is maintaining a public ledger, the accounting of the Bitcoin so that there's no fraud. Yes. That's done by the miners. Their computers are actually maintaining the ledger, meaning all of the transactions from the very first transaction to if I send you some Bitcoin right now, that transaction will end up in that public ledger. So you're saying that everything is for everything is being recorded? Everything is being documented. I mean, the reason why and that that's a very interesting, you know, element. Uh, this is why it is a disruption to the banking system. A centralized bank has a job, and the job of the centralized bank is to do the accounting. Yeah. How much money is in circulation? How much money do you got? How much money do I got? Islam? Islam. That's what, the, that's what a central bank is for. If you have a bunch of computers that are distributed across the globe doing accounting, one, you don't have centralization, and two, it doesn't require the trust of a central bank. Mm. I think that's very key. Wow. I think that that's something very fundamental that, you know, the listeners should definitely take heed to. This is something that is very dynamic. Mm. Go ahead, brother. If you have a, another question uh, concerning the Bitcoin, the nature of it, what is it, how it functions? I still just want to touch on how was it, you know, um, I, I understand what you're saying, that it's a threat to the banking system, but how much of a threat to the banking system can it be when I can't go into my local diner or I can't go into Whole Foods I can't go into the clothing stores and purchase things with my Bitcoin. Very good, very good. So the bank uh, is not so concerned, per se, about the consumer interactions like you were just describing. Uh, who would be more concerned with that is a PayPal or Visa. Okay. Islam? They would be much more concerned with you going to the store or what you're using to make a payment with. And the reason why they're concerned is because they have fees. Bitcoin fees are almost non-existent. We're talking fractions of a penny to move money across the earth. Large amounts of money, any amount. You can move pennies essentially for free. 
or you can move hundreds of millions of dollars, which have been done for, uh, you know, basically for a half of a penny. Mm. Now, that's a problem because anytime you use your credit card, anytime you're using Western Union, PayPal, there are fees associated. Islam, so the, the issue right now is, is that, that's, again, that's not, a, that's not a concern of the bank. That's a concern of payment systems, and most of these payment systems are in the process of adopting the Bitcoin. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Most of the payment systems right now, including PayPal, are discussing means in which they are going to integrate Bitcoin into their payment system. Mm. Okay. It's a threat. No, go ahead. No, I just said it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a threat to the bank for this reason. Currently, the way in which money is issued to the public, currently, the way in which the money is accounted is done through a centralized model. Yeah. It's, on, it's, a, it's a centralized model. Mm-hmm. With Bitcoin, it becomes distributed. There isn't one particular central authority. You see where I'm coming from? Yes, sir. No, so this no, is... Yeah, there's no central bank. That's right. And I think the, the greater fear is that this particular, we'll call it a currency in this particular case, uh, this currency, again, is multinational. It's not bound by a barrier. It doesn't have those borders. It's borderless. You're able to transact in Bitcoin like people transact in dollars. You know, if you go around the earth, you know, you can't use everybody's money in all these different countries. But more times than not, you can use the dollar in anybody's country. Islam, that's a, that means it's, it's, it's universally accepted. Bitcoin has the same nature in the, in the fact that it is an Internet base. It's, it's based in the Internet. You know, the Internet is distributed. It's all across the earth. Indeed. So the minute that you have that, the minute that you have a currency that's not being issued by a central authority is the minute that a central authority has no purpose. Hmm. Wow. I could see how they got, yeah, I could definitely see where the nervousness may come from. Mm-hmm. If you if you do any of the knowledge to it, um, what you will see in the media is central banks from every nation making a decision on what they're going to do about the Bitcoin. They are literally having to say something. This is not a toy. This is something that the nations of the earth are having to discuss how in which they're going to function side by side with something that is, you know, there whether they like it or not. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin uh, on the scene right now. Uh, Bitcoin, like I said, it has definitely had my attention for some time. Um, I've been definitely studying the Bitcoin, just kind of watching, you know, the politics and the current events that are associated, and it is very telling. Watching how these different nations are trying to deal with the Bitcoin. 
Um, I think I think one of the better ways to understand maybe why a government might be afraid of the Bitcoin um, is the same reason why governments were literally afraid of email. The idea that you could talk with anybody, send an email across the earth for free, you could send a message. Is on? Yeah. And people don't necessarily know who you're talking to or what you're talking about. That was the fear. There would be a disruption in the fact that people could communicate in that nature, and they will receive it in the blink of an eye. The same is going to happen with the money. The same is going to happen with the finance. Essentially, Bitcoin allows for hand-to-hand across the globe. No, no middleman, no payment system, like, like no PayPal, no bank, no credit check, you know, no bank account. We're talking literally an independent system. Mm. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Brother Miller. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes. Now, as a more and having an understanding about currencies and exactly what money is and it being outlined as point is that, you know, ways of specific weight or what have you, do you have any apprehensions about a um a money or a form of currency that is not physical, you know what I'm saying? How can it actually be considered um quote unquote money if it's not coinage? A physical coinage for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we have to go into two areas to really get to the bottom of that. First and foremost, no, I don't have any apprehension. Uh, but what I do want to say is that, yes, it is something that has never been seen before. So I can understand if it fills anyone with anxiety. Um, as far as money, the nature of money has always been the same, but its form and its fashion varies. It varies from place to place. It varies based upon time. Is that clear? Yes, brother. Okay. So as long as we understand that money itself is is transforming, uh, and it will transform for various reasons most of the time because of ease of use. The ease of use. Certain things are not practical. So the money normally evolves based upon practical uses, utility. Uh, as far as it not being physical but being a digital most things now, including most of the paper money, is, yes. in fact, digital. It is, in fact, digital. Uh, most of the credit that people receive, they don't receive stacks of money. You know, if you go to the bank and you want to, you know, get some money, they'll give you a credit card or something. Right. It's digital to begin with. You know, it, it's digital only because it makes it easier for, for utility. So, no, I don't have any apprehension uh, in it being digital. Uh, However, the reason why I'm able to kind of 
settle my nerves uh, is because essentially it functions like a property. Like it actually functions like a physical item only because in this blockchain, in this registry, it's registering wealth. It's registering where is the wealth. And based upon the fact that there is a Bitcoin economy, i.e. businessmen, merchants, and consumers, and both of them transacting, that is what gives Bitcoin its value. So physically, it's the community that gives the Bitcoin its worth. I don't mean just people. I mean to say business people and consumers. Those two parties are what give Bitcoin its life. So as long as there is a Bitcoin economy, meaning companies that are engaged in Bitcoin, whether that's a development or whether they're just doing basic, you know, exchange, meaning I want a cup of coffee, so I use Bitcoin, and you accept Bitcoin. Both of those are what give Bitcoin its value. So as long as that is a reality, Bitcoin will right. have its value. So it's accepted for value based on a mutual understanding. Actually, I don't think that it requires understanding. It's one of those things that is. Like, for example, I believe that somebody can decide that they don't want to deal in Bitcoin and never really want to, like, delve into the mechanics. And for them, like, it won't really exist. Islam, like, it's not really a real thing for them. But now those that have engaged, those that are actually using it, those that have actually been able to actually exchange goods, you know, I don't have to have a personal understanding with Overstock.com. Islam, I, I don't, it doesn't require right. that per se. It just required that, you know, these merchants and these consumers both decide that this is an easier method or a better method or what have you, for utility's sake. That's the only benefit in utilizing it. Like if a merchant decides I'm going to accept Bitcoin, it's because they realize that in credit card fees, they're, you know, they're paying a stupid amount of money. Yeah, right. these costs are if, outrageous. If, if a, right. Mm -hmm. if, a, if a consumer decides to use Bitcoin, it could be for various reasons, uh, whether it's remittance, you know, maybe you have family that lives out of the country and you need to get them money on a regular basis. They would use it because maybe they're sending small amounts, you know. You send $50 somewhere, it's going to be a $5 fee on top. So they're going to use it for that reason. You know, they're going to also use it maybe because they got bad credit. Maybe they can't get a bank account somewhere. Right? I think you're going to have a variety of people. You're going to have your conservative people that are using it. And I think that you're going to even have, you know, someone as extreme as like an anarchist using it. And they're going to use it for the various reasons. And it does have application for both and anywhere in between. Got it. Okay. So, so how, um, how would ahead. one go about converting their you know, physical cash dash into something uh, digital by way of Bitcoin. Is there a um, exchange rate already set up? Absolutely. So um, first things first, if I were to advise anybody in getting Bitcoin, I would tell them, especially at, at the current time, 
Um, only invest 1% of your net worth in it. Net worth. Only 1%. The reason I say that is because of the volatility of the Bitcoin. This is a long-term sort of investment. You do not want to invest in Bitcoin necessarily because you're trying to make a quick buck. That's not the nature of Bitcoin. Uh, one can go to an exchange. There are exchanges um, that one can go attach your bank account to very similar to a PayPal, very similar to a Google wallet, and one is able to, at that point, through an exchange, purchase Bitcoin. One does not have to purchase a whole Bitcoin. Uh, one can buy as small as increments of $10 you know, worth of Bitcoin at a time and use it and play around with it and see what it does. Uh, I would suggest Coinbase. Uh, they are a San Francisco-based company. Uh, very intelligent guys uh, trying to do it right uh, in the sense that they are not trying to necessarily buck the system, uh, but at the same time, they are definitely very much so like a disruptive player in the game. Um, they, have, they are responsible for a lot of different merchants right now that are accepting Bitcoin. They've been out there uh, making that happen uh, with the different companies. Uh, Coinbase, just, just so that people are clear on that, that's C-O-I-N-B-A-S-E dot com. Uh, the wallet is free. There is an app in the Android store. They just put the new app in the iPhone uh, store, the iStore, so one is able to get those wallets, download those for free. Again, the account itself is free. Uh, whenever, And, again, it is also free to start receiving Bitcoin in there. You don't necessarily have to uh, purchase Bitcoin. There are three ways in which a person can get Bitcoin. You can mine it, you can work for it, or you can buy it. Three ways. Right. Now, if I'm a merchant and I wanted to accept Bitcoin payments, how would I go about setting my site up to uh, integrate that? Uh, actually, I'm glad that you asked that. Uh, that's actually a part of my service. Uh, I do have a consulting business uh, where I'm able to actually uh, help with that sort of thing. Uh, it's rather, you know, it's definitely not a hard process. Uh, again, just dealing in Coinbase, uh, you yourself, you know, if you use the different apps that are associated with Coinbase in your account, uh, you should be able to kind of set up shop yourself. Uh, it may not be as sophisticated as you'd like it off top. However, uh, you could definitely begin to accept Bitcoin rather quickly just by opening up a Coinbase account, uh, installing some of the applications and utilizing the services that they have. They're very they're free, very good, uh, and you are able to set that up. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. It is in its early stages. Um, just so that, again, people are clear, uh, especially if they've never even heard of it, it's because it's like the Internet in like 94, 97. You know, between the years of 94 and 97, most people did not know what the Internet was. Islam? Yes, indeed they did. It was... It was <laughs> That's right, and it was very Even dangerous. My, it was, with my experiences with uh, 
you know, melanated folk in the hood, they didn't know all the way up until about 2003. <laughs> you know, it's not. I'm dead ass. You want to know? You want to know what's funny about that? While I'm laughing in the in the in the hood, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm laughing because I talked to a brother the other day. I asked, I talked to a brother the other day, and I said, "Brother, what is the internet? What is the internet? You know, you're on it. You're on it all the time. What is it? You might." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no you didn't really have a clue. No, no, I don't think most people do. I mean, what, what would you brother say that the internet is? You know, emphatically, I don't. Obviously, we can get into a theoretical. We can talk about philosophically what the internet um, is. But yeah, in- internet is a the broad network of interlocking connections that allow people to communicate through, uh, you know, these the wires. Um, it's an ethereal interface, you know, because where does it exist? Where does cyberspace exist? Mm-hmm. Cyberspace you know? exists, you know, like you said, where, where is it? Where is the Internet? What is the Internet? You know, and it is exactly what you said. It's a peer-to-peer network that we're all sharing software. And the software allows us to engage each other. It's open source. Once we all link on, we're now in this network. As long as we're sharing information now. You've, you've connected your computer to the network. Yes. Again, that's all, that's all that the Internet is. That's right. That's right. The Internet is a series of connected computers and again, it has people behind them who are interacting with each other. You have obviously a little more detail associated with, you know, the nature, like you said, the fiber, the fiber optics, the, the excuse me, the fiber cord, the lines where in which the energy, the information is being transferred. In this particular conversation, we're talking about Bitcoin. Same information is is flowing through those same fiber lines. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. Um, I think, first and foremost, people need to understand what the Internet is uh, so that they can actually better understand Bitcoin. The Internet is a protocol. When I said it's software, it's a protocol. H-T-T-P. The P is for protocol. Right? You mean it's not hotel? Oh, man. These dudes have me going. Yeah, I thought it was the P in Nah, Holy nah, shit. brother, nah. <laughs> no, no, no ghetto scholarship right now. <laughs> it, ain't, it, it ain't about how we feel about it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, so protocol. Uh, Bitcoin is a protocol. Uh, Bitcoin is a protocol in the same way. Uh, protocol is only for the sake of uniformity. Right, yes. we can't have everybody on the internet doing something in a different way because then it doesn't work. Yes, uniform. So we need we need protocols. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin is a protocol. Okay. So the same way, there's a uniformity. Uniformity has people on one page. That's right. 
That's right. So that's right. That's right. There's not a lot of flexibility involved. You can do X amount of things, X amount of ways. That's it. I'm sorry, say that again, brother. I said you could do X amount of things in X amount of ways, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when we say uniformity, we're talking about, so, okay, let's go back into the Internet. So the Internet um, essentially is layered with IP addresses, IPs, uh, then TCP, and then HTTP. Right. As long as there's layers, there's layers. Like the Internet didn't just pop up. This is many, many decades of development. Many, many, many decades of development and what has occurred, like, in our time. Uh, we see Facebook. Facebook is built on top of the Internet. It is an application. It's a way yeah. in which you can use the Internet. Islam, the original usage, the, the most, they call, it, they call it a killer application, a killer app. The killer app of the Internet was email. Email was very disruptive to what was at one right. time, you know, the savior. The concept of mail, the concept of a mail carrier, you know, long yeah. distance, that was, that was serious at one time on the planet Earth. If the distance was too far, that was that. You know, unless you had a bird or you had some men that could get on a horse and go ride way over there, that, that the communication right. line was broken. Right? So when the mailman showed up and the carrier showed up, that was the savior. You know, now all of a sudden the distance didn't matter. We could stay in communication. You know, we could transfer different items across the earth, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when the email shows up, this almost puts USPS out of business. If it's not yeah. a physical package that you're trying to move to and fro, you're not really dealing with the mail. I don't know about you, brothers. I don't check the mail like that. I kind of feel bad, like I'm a bit delinquent because I don't check the mail. If you don't email me, I'm not getting it. Right. I mean, I, I deal my with um, through my phone. physical products, so I still have to go to the post office, but post office is a very antiquated place with um, – very angry people, and nobody likes to go there. So, yeah, it's a dying model. And, you know, especially for us Moors, we know the power that the Postmaster General has. So it's a very weird time to be seeing the death of the post office. That's you right. Know? And this is the nature of innovation. This is the nature of technology. Somebody about to go out of business. Yes. Islam and you... If you if somebody about to go out of business, I will give you an example. Think about the man that used to that used to bring ice. You know, in the late eighteen hundreds, you know, you would have men get in a wagon, go to where was a frozen lake, and ship the ice out. And then they would deliver it. And people thought that that was one of the most innovative ideas ever. They could have ice come straight to the house. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then somebody showed up and said, we're going to manufacture the ice over here in this building. That means we don't have to wait for it to get cold. That means we don't have to be over there by that lake. We don't have a centralized spot. That's where you buy your bag of ice from out the little freezer out front of the gas station. As long as you have a, you have a centralized location that's creating the ice. 
And the funny thing is, is that the, the man that went out to the lake, that wasn't him that innovated his business. He actually, you know, that was his pride. His pride was in going to the lake to chip out this ice. So, no, he's not the one that created the central, you know, ice-making companies. He would go out of business. And then what would happen? Then what would happen? Somebody would make a refrigerator. You get the ice right out of the fridge. Right? Generate an ice cube where you just put the cup up. The man that made the refrigerator is not the man that made that central location where they're making the ice. You don't see that. Right. You don't see that. So this is, this is the nature of innovation. This is the nature of technology. It will put you out of business if you're not paying attention, if you're not trying to get with it. Right. You need, you need to understand the nature of people, the nature of technology yes. and people. Like my, um, I just want to make a, a uh, prediction. I think or I feel the 3D printers is going to put <clears throat> eBay out of business. Not eBay, manufacturing. That's, a, that's an industry. eBay is not an industry. The 3D printer has the ability to affect an entire industry, multiple industries. More, I didn't see, right. I didn't see, I didn't see a 3D printer uh, that can print makeup. Yes. I would think that if somebody is able to get their favorite relic printed, why would they purchase it now on eBay? Or, for that matter, there may be a lot of, uh, I want to correct myself, there might be an uptick in eBay's business. Exactly. There might be a proliferation now of knockoff goods that you can't tell the difference because 3D printer is identical. So, in right. G.I. Joe's, yeah, they come in. <laughs> G.I. Oh, Joe's yeah. are going to start coming. They're going to start flooding. So, I, I take that That's back. Right. Um, but I, I, I do see it as a disruptor. You know what I'm saying? As a disruptor, 3D printer, yes, it's going to uh, definitely cause it just some shockwaves. It just brought manufacturing to the house. As long yeah. as you can make your prototype, if you have a physical. Brother, you there? Hello? Brother Miller, going on in Sparky. I got to refresh my studio. And family, in the uh, in the meantime, in between time, while we wait to see what's going on, Brother Red, are you there? I want to remind the family that our brother, Dr. Umar Johnson, the fun. The fundraising campaign that he has for his school is still going on. It's winding down, though, to, uh, I think, raise like 1.5 or maybe $2 million. So I think that uh, you should be able to go to Dr. Umar's school on the Internet. You could just Google that. It'll bring you to the site. I don't have the exact site in front of me. But you want to check in there. And for those that are able to contribute and do something, you know, by way of that, please make that contribution solidify uh, for your future, for your baby's future. Yeah, Brother Red, <clears throat> what, what number did the brother call from? Well, brother, is he not in the line with us? 
I don't I don't see an open line. I don't see a call drop, but I don't see his line open. Oh no, he's on a three way with me. Oh, okay, and, and only you would know. Yeah. Yeah, brother Miller, you there? Islam? Okay, he's calling me out of the line. Hold on. Uh Uh-huh. Calling into the uh, show right now, so you'll see him in the call queue. Okay. Yeah. All right, any second now. Here we go. Five two zero. Yeah, five two zero. All right. Yes. Peace, my brother. Are you back? He's on. Wow. Sorry about that, brother. Yes. Uh, definitely uh, dropped no the line need, right no there. No need to apologize. No need to apologize, brother. Please continue where you left off. All right. Uh, remind me, what were we just speaking on? Um, we just got finished talking about the disruptive nature of 3D printing, and I yes, think sir. that you were going to segue from there. Yes, sir. Uh, so I, I actually just wanted to say that, you know, as far as 3D printing is concerned, um, that that is a technology, like, let me just make this plain for those that are not aware. Uh, the 3D printer has been used to print a gun. Not a prototype of a gun, a gun that shot yes. six shots before oh, it cracked gun, because it's made shoot. of plastic. Right. Yeah, could, could you please reiterate, because they might just think that you're talking about a gun to put on the mantle or something to observe. No, we're talking about a functional weapon, family. And there are blueprints that you can get online where you can access, you know, the logistics actually for your computer to create these different polymers to, um, you know, make an, an identical a pistol without a license. That's right. Um, so, it is you know, definitely... Think of what you want. <laughs> Revolutionary. Sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is not a game. Um, although these items may be made of plastic or other material, um, although you may be able to make these items at your home, um, again, depending on how, you know, inclined someone is, uh, there's no telling what one can do, or I should say this, there's no, there's no telling, like, what cannot be done. I understand that, you know, engines are being made. The 3D printers come in various sizes. You know, they're making them consumer-friendly so you can put it on a table, on an end table beside your computer. However, they have 3D printers that are the size of buildings, that are the size of entire rooms. Absolutely. Yes, sir. There's a lot of of things in the way of technology. Um, And, again, just the nature of the disruptiveness of innovation. Uh, It's just one of those things where you want to have your eyes peeled and you don't want to be that guy that was, you know, oh, I used to, I used to work in the factory, and now they got a robot that does my job. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to be that guy. You want to. And they, you uh, understand. they are. Yeah. 
let's be honest, there are many jobs that are going that way. And we're talking in the next few years. um, I was just in Home Depot yesterday, and I'm like, okay, you know, these these self-checkout machines are getting a little bit more efficient. You know what I'm saying? Yes, um, sir. One person monitoring six checkouts as opposed to, you know, eight physical beings on the register, that's going to be a played-out concept very soon. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I, I, I've been I've been to a Fortune 500 seminar, the symposium with the CEO of Home Depot. They shit is all about cutting costs. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So I can see them, especially as being one of the first ones that have roll that out and experiment. Say, you know, yes, sir. Put a robot in that position. And the people that are on the floor, they're the ones that can help you, you know, get the right item. But the purchase is going to be done by a computer. That's you know? right. And I just got a treasure trove of articles this past week from a fellow researcher that stepped forward. And the amount of information that I've been able to extrapolate dealing with computers and machines, you know, i got to give our brother, Kabuki Bukhari, a shout-out. He's been at the forefront. You got a thing on a post for a long time, but the next three to four years, I would say two to three. You know what I'm saying? We're we're going to see the rise of the machine, unlike anything that we ever thought was possible in this lifetime in such a short period of time, because the intelligence portion of the of, of the computer is now on par, quote unquote, with the human. Yes, sir. Their pushing this full, full, you know, full forward because they follow specific computer laws. They're saying if they're neck and neck with us now, then computational-wise, they can look and say, all right, this shit is going to increase. They're going to outpace us. And that's just the way computer intelligence grows. You know, it's more yes, law. That's months. right. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly what you're describing. Uh, for the listeners, that's Moore's Law. This is why every 18 months there's a real innovation in cell phones because that's how long it takes for the, com- the computation to go to the next right. level. Move it. So that's right. while we are in a world, arguably, that is evolving in consciousness and intelligence, right? Some people say that we're going through entropy. He said the original man has been here forever, too. Now he's going through entropy, which gives him a birth date, nonetheless, but that's a whole new story. So if the intelligence factor is going down, the computers are getting smarter and more intelligent, you know. And I would disagree. To I, 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 I would disagree. Let me back up. Let me back up. Okay. Because of I'm the Internet, in. Islam, because of the Internet, People are more aware than they've ever been. More, there's not anything that you can't Google. Google it. If you don't know, Google it. You don't know what it means. You don't know what it is. You don't know when. You don't know why. You don't know where. Right. Google it. But does that mean that people are learning? I think that I, learning. I, I, I'm right. Go ahead. I, I, I think that learning is seen in application. Yeah. Right, I think I think there's, there's a such thing as information, 
And then, of course, to measure one's learning, to qualify one's learning, you would see that in application. Man is what he knows. As long as you would, you would see it in the application. So what I'm seeing are many, 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 many different applications constantly coming out. I think that we are, as human beings, that's what it is that we do. I, I, I believe in man. I'm, I'm a believer in man. I'm not a... I don't I don't feel, you know, distraught about my fellow brothers and sisters. Like I, I know, you know, the tragedy and the plight of our people. You know, I've okay. definitely had my, my, my share. But I do believe in the spirit of man. I do I do believe that man will overcome. Even the concept of, you know, the things that he creates getting out of control, I think that man will still find himself in a controller position. This is this is our creation. Indeed. So I think I, I think the people Yeah, I think the people I think the people are becoming more intelligent, personally. I think information is, is moving around and people are able to become educated at such rates at this point that we've we've never seen anything like this. You know, right now you can go and sit in at a lecture in Stanford and you ain't never been there. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that's arguable. That's all. I, but please, I, I, please, I, I didn't mean to cut your wisdom. I didn't mean to cut your wisdom. Please continue. No, not at all. I feel that, um, like I said, the access to information might be uh, more accessible, but the integration of that information to me seems like, you know, that might be all. You know, like, I could give it to you, but what you're going to do with it, feel me? There's so much information out here, uh, but if a person doesn't have somewhat of a clear directive of how they're going to take that information and implement it, whether it be towards some new form of technology or just to better their own circumstance, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see the benefit of just being in the sea of information. Now, we definitely see that there are um, people that are taking advantage of the availability of information, but they seem to be like people that came to this planet to do that, you know. And when I'm looking at the youth, I'm seeing that they're being born you know, with, with with a different level of of understanding and, and you put an article did an article of the week and it's called they were talking about the children's ability to deal with computational thinking. You know, and computational thinking is somewhat like critical thinking that my generation kinda like lost out on because they stopped teaching in school uh, right after us. So you have this generation that's in the middle, you know, kind of like the, the four bearers of the ratchet movement and, you know, mm-hmm. the 40-year-old dudes are trying to keep up with the 18-year-olds now. I don't really see too much thought coming out of them, per se. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But twenty-five-year-olds um, and the eighteen-year-olds, or what have you, because of the exposure to video games, 
they have developed um, more of a, a ability to engage in computational thinking so they got to figure things out, you know what I'm saying, based on the yeah. fact that the majority of them grew up playing these video games and these RPGs and true. stuff like that. Huh? They, 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 they would be... Um they would be what we uh, would identify as the digital era. Somebody, somebody broke this down to us the other day. When we came up, me, you, I'm not sure if our brother's age, his bracket, but we were exposed to cartoons, right? And then we graduated into the 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit era with the digital, with the video games, with the um, exception of Nintendo as a home base. You know what I mean? Before we were playing video games in arcade, but as that home-based thing, so the video games kind of like took over the cartoons. So these children coming up now, you know, they, they all they have, they, they grew up in the bit era, in the digital bit era. Wow. Yes, sir. Nintendo 64 is standing for 64-bit. I just wanted to add that. Please continue. Yes, it is. So we have a case of the analog versus, or I don't want to say versus like there's somebody challenging things, but there's your analog and then there's your digital. So it's two different realities. So my son who made, who's six years old and my daughter's nine months, they're completely digital. You know, my, my father, you know, he's analog, living in a digital world. <laughs> But that's what's going on. Yes, sir. Uh -uh. Yes, sir. And um, and they could choose. They could choose to ignore it. You know, as the elders, they could say, "Oh, you know, it's foolish." They could do that. They could do that. But uh, you know, it could get washed up too. You know. And I, I think that's what happens every time. And, and that's, that's definitely what happens because these, these young ones, you know, as with other generations, the full capacity from what I've done, the research on, you know, you're bringing the cryptocurrency, you're bringing this whole Bitcoin technology. And I do, before we go further down the line, it was a four-pronged, um, we, you were talking to me about it before, there was like a four, a four, four phases to Bitcoins or Rather, four different um, applications. Look at the word, applications that you are identifying Bitcoin as having. And when we finish yes, this first thought, I, I want to touch on that. But um, sure, possibility the technology has when applied to many different situations. Remember, we're dealing with applications which are problem solving, and just the power behind technology versus what analog gave you. You know what I'm saying? Like versus that TV that you turn it with the screwdriver or the yeah, power sure. is like, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I just want to be facetious, but God damn, it's, it's, it's like apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? Like they're really dealing with some, and, it, and it's hard for someone who has no knowledge of it if you're analog to fathom what it is that I'm talking about. But they're dealing with the level of power that's like, you know what I mean? This this hasn't been on this planet for a very long time, and it, it's no paint, coincidence. Paint the for them. Yeah, help them see it. Huh? I said paint a picture for them to help them see it. 
And you well, right. y'all are y'all are both right. Let me let me let me let me come in right on that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's you know my natural disposition, you know my my you know the 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 planets and the stars and you know how it was how it was baked in, but I'm rather inclined to things that is of this nature. And I you know for the most part the liberal arts, you know, the liberal arts have been the dictator of you know, what's going on, you know, the, the, the time of ideology. That's a liberal yeah. art. That's, that's literary. Islam? That's Islam. What's happening now, what's happening now are the sciences, the mathematics, the pure science and the pure math are starting yeah. to rear their heads, and it's causing, you know, those in the liberal circles, those in the literary circles, it's, it's you know, it's causing them to wonder. You know, is this getting out of control? You know, are they creating something that is going to end up taking over? You know, a lot of the movies today, a lot of the, again, another literary art, a lot of the movies today describe and show technology that is dangerous. Yeah. Islam is, is something that will take over man, and man will become something other than man. Lower and man. I think that Lower. all... That's right. I think I think all of that is a fear tactic. I think that that's the programming that we are all aware of. And this just this just creates a situation. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, that was just a touch on that. I feel like I'm personally obligated, you know, to speak on it in such a way to where we can bring the fear and the anxiety out. We don't we don't want we don't want for people to you know, be afraid for no reason, to be afraid of themselves. We don't want that. I also want to jump back a little bit. You were describing, you know, what's going on with our people. I think that Google is a good example of what you were just describing. Google um, essentially was just an information source. Um, But what they would end up doing, um, and this just kind of speaks to what you said, is we were saying an absence from our people they would end up analyzing this data. This data is very precious. It's on this information. Big data. And that's right. And after having analyzed the data, now they are able to monetize. As you said, information within itself is useless. But the idea that you begin to strategize around the information is when all of a sudden information has value. Yeah, right. Very wealthy. Islam, so what, what, what is required at this point is that our people get into analytics, analyzing data. Uh, me being uh, in the financial world, uh, that is key. I need to know what's trending. Islam, that's how I make a bet. I decide where I'm going to put my money based upon trends. So I need data for that. I need to analyze data so that I can make a solid, you know, decision on where it is I'm going to invest. Uh, I would also like to, again, you, you definitely brought up something that's very important and that speaks to my financial background, is the four categories of wealth. I, I had said earlier, I would advise more to only put one percent of their net worth into Bitcoin today. Uh, net worth, net worth. I don't know how financially savvy the audience is, uh, but net worth is composed of different elements. Islam is not 
It's not a question of how much money do you have in the bank or in the mattress. Not at all. The we question is... We've broken down on the show before, but we could touch on it again. Yes, sir. And this may be different uh, than how you have, you know, previously broken this down on the show. Um, I don't want to make it sound like this is an absolute or, you know, this is and there's no other. Uh, the way I like to... Yes, sir. The way that I like to you know, break down net worth is into four categories, as the brother said. Uh, I'll start from the back end. A portion of your net worth is associated with your assets. Assets range from land to the Michael Jackson glove. (laughs) If you got something that somebody else want to buy from you, you have an asset. Islam, that is a portion of your net worth. That's a portion, one-fourth of your net worth. Here's another. Security. Again, uh, these are financial instruments. They are stocks, bonds, mutual funds, money market accounts, insurance. Islam, uh, will, trust. That, that, is, that is the second category in terms of Wealth, net worth. The third, uh, this is associated with business. Uh, If you own businesses, you can have, there's obviously many different industries that one can be receiving income from. Those who represent your business. Maybe you even have a business. Maybe you have multiple businesses. The third category is business. It could be as simple as I, I own a home and I lease it out. That's a business. Right. Last but not least is the cash. You know, how much cash do you have in the mattress, in the bank, you know, over here, over there? Just cash flow. Right, Right, in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just the cash. So when you bring all four of those together, you have what is known as a net worth. Mm-hmm. Right, so to tie it all together, you know, first and foremost, those four categories are data. What I would suggest that our people should be doing is analyzing that very data. That's known as a financial portfolio. You need to analyze your financial portfolio so that you understand how to deal with your wealth and how to arrange it, how to organize it, how to pass it down. Indeed. And you know, and you know what? That I think that's a good segue. Um, obviously, I think the Bitcoin is going to come back up, but I think this is a good opportunity to get into the B boy. What do you, what do you fellas say? Exactly, it's a perfect opportunity to uh, segue into that uh, that B boy and Bitcoins. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. So, how about this? Why is it that most B boys, you know, the hip hop kids, you know, us? Why is it that we don't know nothing about no money? Why is it that, you know, <laughs> we don't know what to do with no money? We buy them bottles. We know what to do with to make it rain. Improper training. And also, I think that, um, you know, we created an art form that basically was, you know, it was made from being broke. 
It was created in that particular condition. And, you know, Hello? Hello, you there, brother? Yeah. Let me see if this line drop. We are in the retro. Hello? I thought I just heard him.
One plus one equals two. Don't matter the language. Don't matter the age. Don't matter the sex, the race. Right. One plus one equals, yeah, the history. (laughs) One plus one equals two. That's it. Straight up. Yeah. That's it. Straight up and down. That's a scientist. A scientist is very much so about being able to reproduce what has already been done methodically. They have a method to the madness. Right. 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 Right, the scientific method. Artists don't necessarily have a scientific method. They'll, if you're a rapper, you might write a song 15 different ways. You may not never start writing music in the same way ever. It might be unique yes. every single time. Islam? Islam. But you know what scientists, when they apply the same, the same format, the same protocol, over and over and over again. When they realize that they have a theorem, not a theory, an experiment is a theory. I want to find out if this works. I imagine it will. Let's find out. A theorem is this has been applied on multiple occasions and has been proven to be true. A scientist is going to find a theorem. He is in search of a theorem. She is in search of a theorem and will continuously utilize that theorem, will improve upon that theorem. This is the nature of innovation. Mm-hmm. So an artist, an artist, much more raw, raw talent, not necessarily skilled, not necessarily skilled. They may not be able to do it again. Islam, raw talent is... I did something so magical one time that could never be duplicated. That's art. That's artistry. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of an artist, spontaneous, spontaneity. But a scientist, much more methodical. Much more methodical. I'll give you an example. Um, use a current event. Dre. Dr. Dre beats by Dre. As an artist, I'm only speaking of artist, artistry and science. As an artist, a Dre beat is one of the most coveted beats in hip-hop. Everybody wants a Dre beat. They will pay a half a million dollars for a Dre beat. Yes. Islam? Islam. Okay. So now what we have is a situation where, okay, we have something special here. That's an artist, right? It takes Dre to have a certain concoction, a certain environment, certain ingredients, and he can produce. What he would do is evolve into a scientist. As a scientist, one of the things that you're interested in is the method, right? You want to you wanna, you wanna create a method, a methodical nature to what it is that you're producing, whether it's a good or a service. In this case, Dre produces service. He has a good and a service. The good is the beat. The service is you coming to the studio. I don't know if you ever heard uh, the Brother Bilal's comments, the singer, the R&B singer. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard Bilal describe his, his experience in the Dre studio. You brothers ever heard that? You ever heard him break that down? I'm privy to that. 
I know they make no, some good music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he described it as such. He said uh, he goes in the studio, and, like, to his surprise, not really, there's speakers everywhere. They're lining up the wall, right? right. Mid, high, low, bass, you know? Everything just lined up everywhere. And he said that he turned it up, like, you know, maybe to level two. And the music was so loud that it was hurting his body. Right, Dre, Dre, Dre Bob in his head asking him, oh, how you like it? How you like it? <laughs> and the brother Bilal in the room, like, it's hurting my body. It hurts. Right? <laughs> You're hurting my body right now, bro. I, I can't even, I, you, I'm distracted. I can't listen. I'm hurt. Right? Every time the beat pulsates, I feel like my heart, like, murmurs. Islam is skip a beat. Mm. So long story short. Yeah, that's that knot. Long story short. For Dre to create or to be associated with the creation of headphones, let us, us, in no uncertain terms, understand what it is that was sold to Apple. What was sold to Apple is Dre's brand. Again, the brand is based upon a service, the studio experience, and a good, the beat. Mm-hmm. At this point, at this point, Dre has found a way to scale the experience as well as the beats. Hence, mm. beats by Dre. They That's made a scientific scalable. approach. That's right. You want to scale the business. A lot of artists love being the only one. They love being the only one that can do what they do. And they imagine that's good for business. You, However, yes. I would tell them that it's not. You hit it on the head. I was reading an article just this morning about Beats by Dre, and they said that, in essence, you know, what the headphones are is a package version of a studio session with Dre based on how he deals with his base. You know what I'm saying? Well, pretty much based on how artists experience base in a studio period. And it's funny that you would bring up Dre as an example or as an analogy of what you're talking about because I was waiting for you to finish and I was going to segue and say D.O.C. said it's a formula. You understand? And That's right. When I saw that video, it, it that video spoke to me as an aspiring artist to say, "Look, boy, this is a science." You know what I'm saying? And these dudes oh, are yeah, running great. He's a scientist. Yeah. So every time that you seen, every time that you seen Dre after that point, it no longer was. NWA, Dr. Dre, it was Dr. Dre with a lab coat on as a scientist in the mm-hmm. club, seeing him as a scientist. And many other times afterwards, even with Eminem, you've seen him as a scientist. You know what I'm saying? Because yes, sir. he takes a scientific, methodical approach to his music, you know. And he also, even as a scientist, he studies the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the spheres of the planet. You know, the music of the planet, you know, which I found very interesting. 
Yes, sir. Because he understood the, the he understood science and sound, and what he was doing to manipulate it um, became these headphones became a piece of technology. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, yes, it's sir. an experience, it's an experience, and they're able to package that experience and sell it for a premium. You know, that, that some people consider quote unquote tight pricey, but like you said. You paying half a million dollars for Dr. Dre Beach. That's right. So why would Dre Beach be, you know, Walmart already? They won't be. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that at Best Buy. And now you got to go to the Apple Store because of the premium attached to the science that this man has mastered. Or at least even what his name is associated with as a scientist, not as a, you know, a, a, a random artist who just sparks. You know, like, lightning hits every now and then. It's like, nah. That's not what his brand represents. His brand represents, you know, we're going to strike, and it's lightning going to hit every time, pretty much in the same place. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? You can set your clock to it. Set the clock to it. And and he, he has the, uh, you know, he has the proof. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That's right. I want I want to I want to add this in real fast. I want to I want to just very very briefly describe the uh, the etymology of technology. Technology is from the Greek word techni, meaning art or craft. The lology uh, is so, is associated with a systematic treatment, a systematic approach, a method. Right. To bring a method to your art is to make a science of it, to create a technology. Islam, our people are artists. Our people are artists, quite naturally. Yes. Quite naturally. We have an abundance of wealth within us. Yes, we do. What my partner likes to call intellectual capital. That's right. You know, the That's right. Yes. That's right. See, the, the, this, 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 this B-boy, this B-boy is very important in the world today. Very important in the world today. You know, in yesteryear, in the, in the time of our forefathers, our culture dominated the earth. Most people didn't have a culture. Culture is associated with behavior, a systematic treatment. Most didn't have a culture, right? They didn't have a structure. They didn't have a creed. Islam? Islam. This is, this is in the time of our forefathers. You know, our forefathers in, in, invented the technology known as civilization. That's an art or a craft. Right? Mm. They would create the first cultures. That's an art or craft treated systematically. And then dispersed. You have what is known as religion today. That's a technology. That's an art. That's a craft. The idea of your behavior, your character. Islam, hip-hop is very interesting in that same fashion. It's dynamic in that fashion, our culture. Islam, there's there's no other culture that 
is more in tune with entrepreneurship than hip-hop. There are no hymns sung to entrepreneurs outside of the hip-hop music. Ah, they surely ain't. They just don't do it. There's a spirit in hip-hop. And this spirit, this spirit is the nature even of the country. Like, this is without bias, this idea of going out and making your own from nothing. That's the American way. The American Curtis Mayfield way. may push us. Hold on now. That's the, that's the American way. You hear me? It's, it's long. It's long. I said Curtis Mayfield may push us. That's right. Are you kidding? <laughs> 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 so we can't, say, we can't say no genre. It's just say, you know, hip-hop has made it a, a staple I'm I'm laughing because it is. I'm laughing because it is. A storyteller is what I I hear in Curtis Mayfield. Right? Uh, A storyteller. That's in hip-hop. That's in hip-hop. But the idea of grinding, being a miller, grinding to make something out of nothing, that's hip-hop. That's the hip-hop culture. Islam, R&B, jazz, blues, these things are a part of the hip-hop. Hip-hop doesn't exist without them. Islam is built on top, like the Internet, like Facebook is built on top of the Internet. Hip-hop is built on top of all of these previous, we'll say, genres of music. And again, the application of music in this fashion, to use it as a motivational tool for entrepreneurs, for somebody that was going to make something of themselves, that's a uniqueness. I just, I just have to say that. It's, it's, a, it's a uniqueness that belongs to hip-hop, and it is, it is, it is causing a, another effect. Let's kind of let's kind of step back and think about the effect that hip hop has on the globe. I'm a military brat, Islam. So the first 13 years of my life, I lived outside of this country. I learned about what they call racism in a book. When I lived in Asia, when I lived in Europe, yeah. I didn't see that. Right. I didn't see the racism that exists in America. I did not see that. Right. That was not real. The first time I got we're, called we're a nigger living in South Carolina. Carolina. Uh, Islam, the first time I ever got called nigger in South Carolina. If you're not from the South, you don't know anything about that. Europeans will tell you in the South they don't like you. See your face. They don't like you, nigger. Yeah. They don't like you. And if you ain't accustomed to that, if you ain't never seen people act savage like that, you just you you be stuck for a minute. As long as you 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 might have been ready to you might have been ready to scrap. You might have said exactly what you needed to hear so that you can get ready. Right, right. But if but if you ain't never heard, if you ain't never experienced racism, right? Like you learned it in a book, and they describe that the racism is over. Right? And when you when you wake up every day and you interacting with people, the racism ain't there. 
Islam, because hip-hop, hip-hop, as as Steve Stout would say, it has a tanning effect. Islam, the same way that our culture has always affected other people. Yes. Islam, I was dealing with that generation as you described. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 30 on the 23rd of this month, Monday. Congrats. That's the that's the generation that I grew up in, and that's those so that are long. younger than me, right? Islam, those that are younger than me, they don't have the same borders that some of the older generations have. They don't have it. Yeah, they can't even. See you know, it. they don't. You know, because they they dealing yeah. they dealing in a time where the president is an Asiatic. You can't keep running that same game on them that, oh, you know, this, that, and the third, because I'm black, because you black, because somebody else black. You see what I'm saying? Like, nowadays, you remember when we was going to school, when we seen Europeans, they already knew they didn't want none, because we was Asiatics off top. You don't want to see me. Nowadays, they'll try you. <laughs> oh, Yeah. They ain't, they ain't scared at all. Yeah, <laughs> they'll try you. That didn't always exist. There was a respect there. Yeah, that's something and relatively now, new. Yeah, that, absolutely, absolutely. There was a respect there, and at this point, like it's it's almost becoming non-existent. And I mean, surely right. you don't have to like it. Surely you can disagree with it, but it is. I would say hip hop breed at that level of. Um, Familiarity. Surely it did. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing that I say that you're, you're in your rightful mind, you're going to tell me as an artist that the majority of your music, 70 something percent, is sold to middle America and is sold to suburbia. But the main content of your music, you know, is focused on you and your niggas. That's so, right. someone from Middle America is buying into that conversation, but then you're getting frustrated when they're using that conversation in reference to you when they were able to buy into your conversation. That's so right. now you look like the biggest bitch on the planet because you're like, I don't like when you use that word. Or you you're, allowing your parents to, you're allowing your parents to have that conversation for you as if your parents are not keyed into the conversation that you and these other children are having. So it almost looks like the house is totally out of order because there's no direction. It's like, well, is it is or it isn't? Because you're telling me I can buy into the culture by making this purchase because it's a culture, it's a way of life, and if I'm adopting a way of life, this is how I refer to my niggas. So what's the problem? Let me pause, like, pause uh, you for a second. Let me, yeah. let me pause you for a second. Watch this. When they said uh-huh. that corporations were people, they said that those same very corporations voted with their money. Yes, yes, yes. They're buying yes, the culture. They're voting. Yes, they're voting. Islam. Yes, a purchase, a purchase of a CD is a vote. And the way that they told you that was during the um, the nine one one showdown between Fifty Cent and Kanye West. They told people that they can vote with their dollars as to who the winner would be, and they use sound scans to determine the winner of that particular battle, okay? 
And, um, yes, you know, those notes actually how you vote in this particular paradigm, especially when your coach fails. So if a person can buy in and become part and parcel to the culture, but then our parents are having this discussion in, in, on TV where their parents are on TV saying, you can't say the N-word. And then our parents was on TV saying, man, the N-word. And we're sitting there like, why are they getting the opportunity to talk for us? When are we going to talk for ourselves? Because we're the ones making the music and we're the ones that created the culture. Our parents ain't want to have nothing to do with it. So it's like, who's right. in control? And what the fuck is the N-word? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm saying, think about this. Does it exist outside of media? If you went outside and you took a poll of a million people and you was like, yo, I got a million dollars for the first N-word. Can you take me to an N-word that you know? You know, it's not for the people that you meet. It's like, I want you to take me to an N-word. Take me to your N-word. Who's the N-word leader? You know, I got some breath for him. Mm-hmm. Who the hell mm-hmm. is N-word? Like, who exactly. would who will cop to that? So now you have this fictional, uh, a whole other fictional being that they're creating in the media, and they're telling you that the word is so powerful that it needs to be banned. But in the same breath, these niggas are telling you that the God of the planet and the black God is the most original and this, that, and the other, but you're so scared of a word. A word has to be banned, so what has more power, you or the word? That's right. That's right. And see, this is, this is starting to lead into something because now we're starting that, to that, talk that, about... That that's the hip-hop dynamic that we're talking right. about where it has terraformed the world and the society and the analog people haven't caught up to the digital revolution. That's right. So where do we go That's from there? That's right. Oh, well, see, see this, is, this, is, this is very key right now because obviously we want to understand, you know, the nature of reality and change is the reality. Islam, change, change. So change. we we want to we want to make sure that we're in tune with change. That's you know, but, but furthermore, we, we we started to get into something right now, and, and 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 it's this nature of voting, this concept of consensus with the people. See, this is very important, especially when we start talking about how cultures dominate. Maybe the globe, like hip hop. You see, we're we're gaining consensus. All that money being spent. These these people in the hip hop world. Us ourselves, our culture. This is beginning to dominate the world. Already, yeah. Islam, no, I mean like. I mean, like, I don't mean just speckled around because Africa Bambada was international. Islam? I mean to say that this is becoming, like, the way in which people communicate, and I'm talking about people that are nowhere near the hip-hop industry. They are beginning to take on the culture. Yeah, let's just let's just let's just bust it wide open. How about this? When I lived in Europe, yo, I wanted to come to America. 
straight up. I want to come to America because y'all have malls and you have fast food. You that doesn't exist in Europe in Asia. There's there's family restaurants and they close at a decent hour. And if you don't go get nothing to eat at a decent hour, you ain't getting nothing to eat. Right. As long as you're gonna cook it at the house. Right. So the quote unquote the convenience. That's right. The culture, that's the right. You want convenience was non-existent over there. That's right. That's right. Like it's because okay. it's old school. That's what it is. That those countries are very old. Analog. They're very old. Analog. Islam. Analog. Listen, they got cobblestone streets. Tight. <laughs> Islam, they got wow. they got castles still. You can go and look at a castle. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what that it's is. It's a castle. Yeah. It's a castle. Be like it's massive. Look at it. Islam, you you see that those countries are old. This country's not that old. Not at and all. what I mean is it's in the context of what is the dominant factor. It's not that old. Right. This program right. is not that this, old. This program, yeah, this corporation, the United States is talking about family, not, not ancient or maxim. We're talking about, you know, this particular matrix. Absolutely. Hold on. Yeah, brother. You could continue to go on, though. Don't yes, sir. So, so this hip hop and this this domination, this this cultural domination, this global culture at this point. You know, you can go to different places on the earth where you would least expect, and you will see the Wu Tang W. Islam. Islam. You will see the W. Islam. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you will see the yeah. Wu-Tang W In the least expected places No Asiatics to be found anywhere <laughs> Right Wu-Tang W <laughs> <laughs> Right Flag is up Yeah Wu-Tang Crazy, W right? right The attitude The attitude hip-hop There's an attitude in hip-hop I.E., yes, I will crush I you. So. Let, me, let, me, let me say that again. Yeah, that's right. There's an algorithm. And we obviously are the ones that co-sign on it. Anybody thinking yeah. that they're perpetrating the algorithm, we'll let them know off top. It's not hot. You're not, you're not doing it right. And yeah, we're the ones right. that get to co-sign we on that. Source, we just source code. That's right. We got the protocol. We got that on lock. We're the authority. You're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Islam, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's us. That's us. So this, this hip-hop, this culture, uh, what we end up seeing is something very interesting, right? Like, I think that most people are aware of the fact that, and I don't know, you know, I, I know myself. I've been around, and I know the influence that America has. And essentially, America has a degree of influence that most countries are trying to keep up 
and trying to follow suit. This is what I know. As long as I, I've seen it. There's a, degree of lu- there's a degree of luxury and convenience that exists here yes. that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yes, indeed. I've been told that on plenty of occasions by people yes, who have uh, traveled the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fact. It's a fact. It's a fact, you know. So with that being said, there's something else that's very important about this influence that America has on the earth. It's in the culture, right? Like they're trying to behave like Americans. Culture and behavior, they're synonymous. They want to behave like Americans. They want to have the same lifestyle. But the dominant factor in the lifestyle is the hip-hop culture, is the hip-hop behavior. This is, this, is, this is what needs to be very clear to, to the listener. The hip-hop culture is the dominant ingredient with this American influence on the rest of the earth. Hip-hop. You can, you can, you can take it or right. leave it, as they say. And, and hip-hop has infused certain elements of, we would say, uh, Western thought or, or Western approach to attitude because... It's an attitude that's somewhat infused with, you know, capitalistic ideals. So it's almost like, you know, fuck you, pay me. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, get the mafia this is the thing. Get the Wall Street in there. Let's, let's, let's really get it in. Like, when we, really, when we really think about the nature of, you know, organized, you know, money getters, we'll say. Uh, there's no difference between them and a corporation. As long as the corporation was created in medieval times, when mm-hmm. when Europeans would send ships to go and, and trade, it would be their ship, but they would have a whole bunch of different investors that would have, you know, goods on the ship where that they expected to get traded. Yes. And... What would happen is, is some pirates would come and snatch the ship. Yeah, finance. At which point, that's right. And at which point, you will find yourself. And this is the time of the Moors. At which point, the European will find himself liable. What happened to my What happened to my goods? Oh, the ship got hijacked. I'm not trying to hear it. Yeah, well, that all. Yeah, you got. You got to compensate for that. See that. Right, because everybody out, everybody out their money. So the creation of the, the the concept of a corporation was created to to protect one from liability. Even today, mm. even today, anybody with any degree of intelligence, if they're getting money, they're getting money as a corporation because there's tax benefits in that. Yeah, this country encourages money getters. They have tax write-offs for people that get money. If you're trying to go get some money, you might could get a tax break. You ain't trying to get no money. They want to tax you. You know why? You're undesirable. You're a customer. As long as this is a capitalist society, we get money. Mm-hmm. 
Is that what they, is that what they say in the hip hop in the hip hop song? Is that what it is? Yeah, I get funny. Like let's let's make sure that we understand why. Even as the prophet said, you're never going to experience the highest degrees of spiritual life if you're a beggar nation. That's 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 incomprehensible. You can't express yourself. Uh, you're in poverty. You can't express the God degree, and you're in poverty. Islam, I came up as a, as in in the 120. But I'm very much so aware. I'm very much so aware. Islam, you have to understand if you're actually dealing in a balance. Islam, then you're going to be able to maintain on the manifest. In truth, you're going to so control it. Islam, there's, there's nothing that we can't make from nothing. So the idea that you don't have does not compute. That's not the nature of our culture. That's not the nature of our people. You need to go and get it. Miller L, grind. That's, that's all I really know. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. It comes from hard work. It's not a game. Islam, you have to you have to want to you have to want to go in. You can't be right. you can't be. I don't know if I want to go in. No, brother, go in. Yeah, a partner of mine, um, good friend of mine, just having a conversation the other day, and he mentioned after listening to the Dane Dash interview, he was like, you know. This is just a gangster, you know. And when he said gangsters, I don't think he necessarily meant somebody that has a long list of bodies and, you know, they uh they run a lick every now and then. He was talking about attitude, where not only do you have a thorough, unapologetic, go-getter attitude, but you also have to be willing to defend that position, you know. And he was making an observation and a comment about, quote-unquote, conscious community. And he was like, because of the puritanicalism that's pretty much embedded, you know, throughout the community, you know, because there are a lot of occulted Christians that are in consciousness trying to change it into Christianity. So they have a different attitude than maybe they did when they was in the church. Because I see, still see go-getters coming out of the church. They still have adopted this prosperity mindset where they're willing to say, we're going to make this, you know, religiosity thing work financially. But it's like in the conscious community, you know, we almost seem to have to apologize for wanting to be moguls. Because people are and not comfortable with, with that approach actually, you know, might entail. Because you got to be willing to really get it in and go for your, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're funding your own operation. And you have to be willing to defend it by all means. And not only physically defend it, but your, your company is your brand. You know what I'm saying? Your brand is your name and your character. You got to be able, ready to defend that at all times. Because that's your business. 
you know? Precisely. Precisely. Islam is reputation. It's reputation. If you if you don't if, if none of if nothing else makes any sense, understand it's reputation. Islam mm-hmm. we don't we don't deal with losers. We don't ride with them. Winners only. If you ain't trying to go in, we can't deal with you. You get cut out the circle. Islam, if we're gonna be a unit, if we're gonna be a team, it's about the work. And we're gonna divide the work. You get yours, you get yours, you get yours, I get mine. Now the thing that's gonna break up the team is when you can't handle yours and we gotta come behind you to help you take care of yours. That's going to create a problem. So what we need are people that are understanding the culture and truth, and that's the virtue. One has to be upright and fearless. Islam, that's what the Moors are, upright and fearless. If you don't understand that, if you don't understand that your word is your bond, then this ain't for you anyway. This life probably won't treat you well. The nature of this this, this life that we live in, this is about agreements. This is about you maintaining your word. All the Moors understand contract. It's your word. If your word fail, you're not about it. As Master P would say, Percy Miller, you're not about that. They're about that life. As they were saying, you know, you're not mm-hmm. about that life. Mm-hmm. You're not about and that. You're what, not about what does it, about that it? mean other than being about your word? If you're saying that's, that's what right. you're about, you have to be about that. If I'm that's saying right. I'm a vegan, I have to be about that vegan life. That's right. You know what I'm saying? If you say that you're a is. boy, then you got to be about that life, whatever that entails. Saying that you're a B-boy, you have to be about that life because that comes with a set of rules and principles and things that are expected of you. If you're a grass rider, you got to be about that life. Your last piece can't be an 86 burnout. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> you still got to mm. burnout until the 1986 that I got up. Like, mm. nah. About that life, nah. we are, are reaching for that. Like, you and let's really go in. Then? Let's really go in. What's up with that Basquiat? That's where it needs to evolve to. You out there painting pieces. <laughs> it need to go for like thirty-five million. How about that? How about that? How about that? They don't understand that though. They they lack confidence. I'm talking about. I'm talking about myself. You know, I should. I, I'm talking about my brothers and my sisters. You know, they don't. They don't have confidence in themselves. That that raw talent that you possess, that raw talent that I possess. Yes. Can't nobody hold you. Nobody can hold you. That's what we know from our culture. And not only we that, know that, like we, we, <laughs> we know, know that. that. Quote unquote. But let's reverse it. Do we believe that is the question. Hmm. Hmm. No, I think I we got a lot of idol worshippers. 
I was just having this conversation earlier with a bedroom, and I was like, you know, we need to have a meeting amongst those that are the creators, those that have these master plans and see, you know, what's slowing things up because I don't think they believe that they can do it, and I don't think that they believe that they have it, even though it's so obvious that it's right there. You know, they're still looking for something external to themselves. They're still waiting for somebody to come around and cut a million-dollar check rather than taking 10 racks, turning that into right. 100, and turning 100 into a mill, a mill stack. You know? That's right. And then that's right. And that's, that that's mill plate sky's the limit. Huh. You know? And all of these other things can start, and all these other wheels can start turning once we adopt that same attitude as you said, I'm going in. And there's nothing or no one on the planet that can stop that. The only one is you. What's between you and success but you? You you gonna say it's the clerk down at the motherfucking uh, processing office? Or it's the manufacturer overseas that's not returning your emails or answering your calls? You gotta have all sorts of B routes and C routes and what have you, and you gotta keep moving towards that thing, and that thing will continuously move towards you. But when you stand and still, and now you're pointing, and you're looking for excuses, and that thing is like, I ain't fucking with you, but now it's not going to necessarily leave you. But it's your reflection, it's until just like you feel it. So consider success your shadow family. Where you're willing to go is where it's willing to go with you. You know what I'm saying? But when you stand still, then it's no motion. You're just looking at a shadow. It's not a motion. It's, it's, it's still, it's static, it's stagnant. And because we don't believe that we can do it, even though that we know that we can, it's still stagnant. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and because of that level of, of stagnation, you know, you get situations like we had on last Tuesday's show where a brother likes to life, you know, hmm. has to question whether what he has dedicated himself to do as a life mission is even, quote-unquote, worth it. Because the people who are not producers like you said, have now become a whole series of uh, idol worshippers, you know, sideline people in the audience pointing fingers and taking notes to keep the score rather than being on the court giving you an assist or wanting to be that next person to get the dunk that wins the game. You know, when the motherfucking bleachers are so full, that you got to build new bleachers out or the shit might collapse. Huh. And then the people on the court become hunger games and they're waiting to see whether they catch a fucking arrow. And they betting on the shit on the sides like OTB rather than pooling those resources and saying, go get that 3D printer. You feel me? 
take that piece of jewelry you have and make 100 pieces now, turn it into industry. Industry is now available at the tip of your fingertips. We can create our dreams and our ideas in 3D. Put all of these Corel Draw, Illustrator programs and everything and print it out. And print it out. You can create Morris dolls for this quote-unquote Holy Day season that you're not going to stop them from participating in. You have to now participate in it because it's commerce. Detach your emotions from the story and approach the story as a businessman. I'm going to capitalize off of this narrative because this is what they created it for. They created it as a source for people to tap into, to receive inspiration, and others turn that inspiration into business. And they like, I know that what people are willing to pay for feel good. So the preacher set up shop on Sunday and he passed the plate around. And he passed it around again. And he can pop up with a rose and you're not going to say nothing because he's going to make you feel good. And they're going to play them organs. They're going to hit that heart chakra. And he's going to pull that passage out and he's going to give you one or two. You know? The generous ones might give you like four. But at the end of the day, he's interpreting a story that was written, quote, unquote, hundreds, but they're telling you thousands of years ago. You know? But what do we do for self-inspiration? You know what I'm saying? Where are people going in? I remember when the music used to do that for us. You know? This past week after Tuesday's show, I dug into the archives and took my oldies but goodies, and I listened to the entire Marvin Gaye album, What's Going On. And that brother sounded as if he wrote that album. That's the music they were waiting for today. Because everything he said on that album then pertains to what's happening on the planet right now. And it's at a critical point because to hear him sing at such a range with such emotion about something that taking place in the late 60s, early 70s, and now it's at a crucible point. He's like, well, God damn. You know? Why are people not feeling this to be able to express it in music? In the old argument, the analog argument about labels and label heads, Jimmy Iveen won't let me come out and say something positive. Why and Coleman won't promote this? Well, now you have the Internet. Where's the music? <laughs> Does it exist anymore? In hand. You've allowed somebody to tell you what you can or can't create as a creator, and you didn't find the loophole. And when the loophole presented itself, you no longer had the desire or the inspiration to create. The okay? idol worshippers more. The idol worshippers. We believe in the creator. We cultivate that, the oneness of the creator. We believe that it's within us. This is not an outside concept. This is an internal concept. They don't, what do they believe in if they don't believe in the creator? Hmm. Islam? This is simple math. One plus one equals two. All day. 
You know, and, and, and here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Bitcoin is seven billion. This is this is how much value is currently in the ecosystem. Asiatics in North America, they're spending about three hundred plus billion annually. They're giving it away to other nations. First and foremost, understand nationality. First and foremost, put the folly away. You want to talk about paper? I'm talking about paper right now. Where's the? What are we going to do with the money? Islam. Three hundred plus billion. We have no organizational structure. What are we going to do with the money? That's the nature of a government. Understand nationality. Where is your allegiance? Indeed. I said, who are you voting for? Where is your money at? Right. You got some money. Don't front. You got some money. I don't know how you got it, but you got some money. What are you doing with it? What are you doing? Bali. Bali. Lolly or gagging? <laughs> you tell or me. Gagging or lolly. Or gagging <laughs> on. What they doing with it? Giving yeah, it to other nations. Steady 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 pointing fingers though. It's the devil. Like they ain't bad shit. Our money's in the street. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, let's understand that. Yeah, no, let's understand that. I'm talking about all the paperwork. I'm talking about the paperwork. You want to know what work? You want to know what paper put in work? The one with a dead president on it. Uh, wait, hold on. That's the paper that's putting in work. <laughs> that's the, that's I said, the, let's call paperwork. That's your paperwork, family. Get your paperwork right. That's what I got to say on that. Don't get involved in folly. Get your paperwork right. That way you can do what other nations are doing right in front of you. You want to see nationality? Go to where the Koreans be at where you live. Go where the Nigerians be at. Go see the Jewish community. They got prime real estate. Nice. They do. Ice. <laughs> Yo, they got blocks in Brooklyn where they crib being <laughs> They got many managers on huh? the whole block. You feel me? Yeah. They fancy, huh? <laughs> you know, chandeliers. Oh, oh you know me. Hold on. I'm sorry to cut your wisdom. For the family who wants to join us, pass the live stream. 347-637-2135. 347-637-2135. We're about to go off the live stream in about 30 seconds. So 347-637-2135. Leave information on how to get in contact with you, brother. 
Islam, you said you want me to give uh, some contact information? Yes, yes, if you want to leave them with some info. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, please visit, uh, I do have a website. Uh, it's www.millerlconsultants.info. That's M-I-L-L-E-R-E-L, consultants with an S, dot info. You can, uh, you can reach me by uh, hitting the contact us link. And again, uh, essentially, again, as the name entails, I'm a grinder. Islam, I, I, I'm... I've been in. I've been doing what I've been doing for some time now, uh, and I definitely would like to assist others, as far as entrepreneurs, as far as business owners. If you, if if there is a way in which I can help, I would definitely help. Um, definitely, just visit the website, reach out. Uh, there may be a way in which I can assist you. Uh, I also have services available for individuals that maybe would like to just get their their personal financial portfolio correct. Maybe you're not a business owner. Maybe you're not an entrepreneur and you you have a job. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that, Islam. Well, uh, but but I would like to say there is something wrong with you not understanding, like you not being financially literate. You need to understand what it is that you're working with and how it is that you can make sure that your family is taken care of, that you are taken care of uh, in all circumstances. You just want to make sure that, you know, you're not dealing with this poverty concept. You don't, you don't have to be dealing with that. However, I'm a grinder. On a very basic level, essentially, I will give you this for free. If you're not about that, you're not about that. You have to be about what it is that you say that you're about. Good luck. Well, that's how you're giving it up, short and sweet, huh? Okay. You want to go to these Uh, lines? Yeah, let's go to these lines. One moment, one moment, Morris. Let me, let me, let me, let me add on one thing. Please do. So I brought up this concept of nationality because I'm talking about Bitcoin as well. And the connection is because our culture is global and the Internet is global. We should be able to capitalize in a certain fashion if we engage the technology and actually do as the prophet even predicted. At some point in time, things would stop for the European, and the, and the Asiatics would be in the driver's seat. And I see this happening by way of the hip-hop being the gateway of all of their commerce. At this junction in time, hip-hop is being used to market companies that have nothing to do with hip-hop. Yeah, what this is indicating, what this is indicating is that if I don't say that that's right, that that's high, nobody wants it. 
That's coming from a yeah. hip hop position. That's the power That's what of the yeah. platform. Yeah. Islam. I got yeah, to say so. Go ahead, brother. And um, can I share something with you, brother? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm devising or developing presentations for the law of forty four to kinda puts all of these dynamics into perspective and one of my main pieces in my presentation is my piece on hip hop. And I explained that when you do the gematria on hip hop, hip hop equals the number four thirty two. Four thirty two might sound very uh familiar to the family because it's actually the frequency of the planet. You know, it's the natural frequency the planet makes. It's also the mirror number of 234, which is a number that you recently heard in the media uh, by way of the girls in Nigeria. The 234 historically is always known to mirror, you know, you can always flip 234 around and get 432. 432 means the world. Okay, so hip-hop as a frequency shares the same number as the word world, and that's what it represents. Hip-hop represents the world, the universal platform. It's the only art form where you can enter through the pillars, right? 15, 20, 20, 20 Avenue is where hip-hop is supposedly said to have been created on August 11th, 1973, all right? And when you do the math, and you go back in time a little bit, and you realize that we just experienced this whole aspect of December 21st, 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, if something has an ending, it has a beginning. So December 21st, 2012 was the last day of the fifth sun. Do you know when the first day of the fifth sun cycle started? Anybody? Hmm. Nobody? You said you said when did the when did what's like, I, I didn't hear you repeat that. They, they 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 told you when the Mayan calendar finished. The last day of the Mayan calendar. We all know what that day was, right? Yeah, twenty twelve. May. Exactly. December. December twenty first. No, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes is what they promoted to the world as the ending date, you know. But no one ever asked what was the beginning date (laughs) of the Mayan calendar. The beginning date of the Mayan calendar of the fifth sun, because these are all cycles they're talking about. We're in the sixth sun now. Calendar, and then the cycle ended. So the beginning of the cycle was August 11th, 3113 B.C., okay? That was the beginning of the fifth cycle. August 11th, 31-13. So you got your 44s in there, and you have your 8-11 or your August 11th, the same day that hip-hop is credited with starting in the Bronx by way of Cool Hurt. That's the date that he runs it. They're about to have a different date. It would have to be two different days because... It has to create, it has to exist between these two different dimensions. Just like we live in natural time and we live in false time. Everybody's on false time. 
very few people know what natural time is. You know, so you can't necessarily, if I ask you randomly, if I ask a million people in the street, what's the natural time, you know, what's the natural time for today? And they would give me the Mayan interpretation. One out of a million might know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that you still live in natural time, even if you're not cognizant of it. You know what I'm saying? You uphold artificial time. And this is a time that was created by way of a timeline of a fictional character in a novel known as Jesus Christ, the main character of the Bible. I right, shout out to my brother, Buddha Twain. So, mm-hmm. hip-hop is a divination platform where it's the only art form that can do this, where you can come into hip-hop as a mere mortal, and five minutes later you can exit through those pillars as God. Hip-hop is the only place where man can go from man to God overnight. That's what hip-hop let's, does. Let's keep it three okay? on it. That's what hip-hop does. No other art form does that. And it is a place that has created God consistently and continuously and goddesses and exported them throughout the planet. And because of these people's magnetic field and resonant frequency, they are able to terraform society wherever they come into contact with it. One of the main precepts of the law of 44 is the three kings. The, the, the middle king, or the second of the three kings, is Biggie Smalls. Okay? The king of New York. All right? The king of hip-hop. The king of tone. You know, who died with an exalted position by saying he was the king of New York, of the Empire State. That's the title that transcends this hip-hop. You know? It's the Empire State. Nigga say New York. That's the financial capital of the world. And I will show specifically without a shadow of a doubt how that empire continuously... It continues to utilize his energy and his energy signature to fuel this entire dream that he has people living in. Because everyone is caught up in his dream of rampant materialism that he came forth with when he told niggas, you're going from ash to the plastic. And the ones that were able to do it, they were about that life, made it real. You understand? And he Indeed. caught up with himself. Because he ended up living the reality that he was initially just rapping about. When he was in the Hamptons rapping, that's not where he was at in his life when he made that video. But he propelled himself to the future and he caught up with himself. You know what I'm saying? But he told you that he was ready to die. You know? He told you what life after death was about. So he checked out. You know what I'm saying? He checked out during a new moon, solar eclipse. On March 9th, when the hell when the hell Bob comet was passing over, all right, with the first name of Christopher, all right, being hailed as the king of New York or the king of hip hop, all right, he's talking about a major major energy signature. This is a person who we, as a culture, collectively agree was the best to ever do it. He was the first rapper, or MC for that matter, <clears throat> to be known collectively throughout the world. I'm not saying he was the first one to do it, but he was the first one that became known as a master builder because he constructed his rhymes in his mind without the use of a pen. The same damn thing they told you Solomon did when he built the temple. He didn't hear a hammer, he didn't see a nail. This is how he built his rhymes. And when you put his name into Matrix, you come up with the number 108. 
Okay, 108 is the number of the builder. She lives across the street from something called the Orient Lodge. She lives across the street from a, a Masonic Grand Lodge. Not a Grand Lodge, but it was a, it was a, uh, a Eastern Star Lodge. And I think up the block or what have you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that to say that he was a member of the lodge. I'm saying his proximity to these places and these things, him growing up on St. James Place, all of these things put him in a narrative to make these stories realer than we care to assign reality to them. But we all live in fantasy. So why is everybody so worried about keeping it so real? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Reality would make it. It was all a dream. Hmm. Understand? Indeed. You you want to at some point put on the dream body. We always imagine, you know, ourselves, our higher selves. You know, we see the successful self, but the science is putting on that body. Yes. You know, becoming one with the ideal. You know, in the more science temple of America, the ideal is love, true peace, freedom, and justice. That is the successful one. That is the one that is guided, protected, will find salvation in this life and the next, the earthly and the divine. That's the type of salvation that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just an earthly, a materialism. But let us never confuse that our forefathers were the richest people on earth. Same way you might idolize a Bill Gates, a Soros. The most wealthy people were the Asiatics. Let us understand that. Always. Let us let us manifest that. You know. Always. Like I said, either either you either you in or you out. Either you riding or you not. Make a decision. But you have to know. You know this is this is for warriors. If you going in, you going in. And you have to. You know we we have a science. We understand that we, we need Allah, that we are with Allah, that Allah is with us. We know to use virtue. We know that right is right and wrong is wrong. If you're dirty, it's going to be exposed. This is my virtue, the cycle. We, we, under, we understand these things. We, we, we deal in just that. It's just that we never, we never, the, what, the, what, what we understand about false religion is that they didn't equate the fact that you were supposed to be dealing in a certain degree of material wealth based upon your merit, based upon, based upon your virtue. Right now, the standard is thief. The wealthy people lack virtue. They lack merit. They're dirty. And they, have, and they seem to have the wealth. However, you know, the promise, the promise of our forefathers, the science of our forefathers, this is very real. The idea that you can manifest, that you can create at will. 
the deal is, is once you learn how to use the greatest technology ever known, which is man himself as a vessel, you could do a rapid fire. Islam, you could will it. Most of our brothers and sisters, they have a weak will. They talk a lot. They're not about it, though. You got to will that part. That's what's separating us. That's what's separating the dirty moors from the moors proper. You have to will it. You have to will it. You have to literally decide what it is that you're going to do. And then do that. That's right. But they're all into doing that. Yeah. That's right. No, no, no halfway. No halfway. That's not respected in any culture. That's not respected amongst any people. Act like you have some self-respect. Give it what you got. You're a cheater. You're an infidel if you don't give it what you got. Oh. You are infidel. You you are you are the cane. You are the cane. You are the jealous one. You are the envious one. You are the reason why the successful ones. No. Yes. You are the reason. I told them the oldest game in the world is the world of birthright and nationality seeds, and it started with cane. See, family is cool. Without, all right. Mhm. The oldest. Gang of dirty moors started what? So the paperwork shit ain't start with these moors. The birthright test started with Cain. That's right. Early, the first Early. born, the twins, Cain and Abel. Yeah. You know You're not saying? giving your best. You're not giving your best. That's the problem. Right. Couldn't match up. You so he had to. Why it didn't match up? Yeah, but he had to pull. He had to pull a homicide call. Yeah, so no. Nah, why it didn't match up? That's the key. Why it didn't match up? He wasn't. Me and you, me part. and you, brothers, me and you, brothers. You can't do me, bro. I can't do you. Jay can't be you. Neither one of us gonna be Jay. You're not gonna be a better Jay than Jay, but Jay can't be you. But the See, deal is, and, you gotta and, give and it that. your best. And that's what we're talking about when you talk about the culture of idol worship. I literally, growing up in New York, saw people abandoning their persona, their natural given abilities to be them, the unique them. And they adopted a persona of a rapper. And it's what I'm talking about, the magnetic field. I was having another conversation with a brother earlier today and this brother was talking about the science of becoming atomic, you know, atoms, operating like atoms operate. Once you understand the most basic cellular function of how atoms operate, that's how man should operate, especially if they want to go back, you know, to his original self, getting into his light body. And, you know, when you come into contact with a weaker atom, your magnetic field will jack that atom's electrons. Those females, you know, mm-hmm. 
and what hip hop was able to do, especially when the energy of materialism became heavily infused into it, and then it went into that, that, that particular era. And you had to be cool and learn this particular vernacular. You know what I'm saying? Like when the Wu came, people had to learn their lessons. So they were becoming someone that they weren't just so when the, when the caravan came to town, they could square up. You know what I'm saying? Or we don't feel right. when we come to, or we're going to take your women. You know what I'm saying? Or we're going to subjugate right. your whole place. <laughs> when, the Wu, when Wu Tang moved through the country, at least where I was at, going out of town too, they were moving culture around the country. You know what I'm saying? They were moving culture yes. around the country. They had the immense effect on society they came into contact with. They were turning those societies out, family. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. And if, 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 you know, if a person couldn't stand in the room with that particular energy and be themselves, then those persons are now almost becoming, like, initiated into that cult of adopting the whole energy of how this person moves. They start talking like the niggas start talking once they leave. You know what I'm saying? They start carrying on their mannerisms, just how they catch people that wasn't smoking, how they smoking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Females wasn't giving toppers. Now they ever giving toppers. Every, you know what I mean? Like, all of that was changing and terraforming cultures and societies based on people no longer wanting to be them because they didn't feel like it added up. You know, you come in face-to-face with your idol and your idol's taking over your entire thing. You know, tell them, Red, like, after Juice came out and we came outside, it was dudes that we knew that was quote-unquote thorough around the way. It was known for them being them and doing them. All of a sudden, they had bald heads with bandanas. It was a rap. <laughs> and those people have never been themselves ever since. That's the nature. That's the nature of a cultural domination. Don't be afraid. This is the nature of what it was when our forefathers lived in Kemet, when they was in Sumeria. Other peoples didn't have a culture. This is how you have a single culture dominating the entire earth, past and present. Well. If I'm the same people doing the same things. I think some people like to focus on the negative. Right? Some people focus on the positive. Right? I'm a practical yeah. man. I try to I try to use what I can work with. You know what I'm saying? I'm much more constructive when I deal with the positive. Because then I start to open up certain capacities within myself. There are certain things that I'm capable of that, you know, that you are capable of that would even shock you. You know, one of the, one of the names of Allah is, is, you know, one of the attributes of Allah is the incomprehensible. You yeah. know, that's the nature of spontaneity. Even you. You know. We want to we wanna understand ourselves. You know, in the circle seven, it tells us, know thyself, 
and the Father God Allah. This is this and makes the study one. The and in between. Know thyself and the Father God Allah. This is a singular study. We want to understand that and not be afraid of that. Not turn to idol worship. Because there's no happiness in that. There's no satisfaction in that. Islam, there's, there's, there's all the things that lead to a, a unhappy life, lewdness, slander, theft, murder. These are the things that the lower self brings. One doesn't, one doesn't want to have to deal with that reality. You can focus on that if you want to. You can focus on how other people are demonstrating that if you want to. But the deal is you, you, have, a, you have an allegiance Right? The nationality. One should focus on that. One should be about their business. Stop worrying about other people's business. You worry about how other people are involved in satanic idol, idol this and, and satanicism that. Don't worry about what they're doing. You need, to keep, you need to be focused on what you're supposed to be doing. Islam, it was all a dream. You having nightmares. You having nightmares. That's what it is. The devil's all around you. I used to be like that. You know, at one time more, I couldn't get a decent amount of sleep. I like horror movies. It's not. <laughs> That's on a sidebar. There's a sidebar. You know, I like horror flicks for a singular reason. The Freddy, the Jason, the Hellraiser. This is the one who is bringing justice. They just got them painted that way, like they described the Moors. Right. They're devils. They're jinn. Islam? Islam. The scorn. They scared of us like they scared of Jason. <laughs> the deal is, is when, when in a horror flick, it's only the dirty ones that get killed. Islam? Yeah, that's the nature. They had the, the hardest light is the feather. The innocent one is the one that prevails. It's usually a child or a babe. That's right. Right? That's right. Me. That's right. Like, again, you know, this is, this is, this is a very, again, there's a simplicity. There's a simplicity. It's not, it's not complicated. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. But what I do know is that virtue is the highest learning, and that is not an intellectual exercise. Hmm. Say that again. Learning, l- learning, yeah, 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 yeah. The highest learning is virtue, and that is not an intellectual exercise. I'm not worried about what you know. I'm not worried about what you know. I'm not trying to act like I know something that you don't. 
and true, I'm going to give it to you. And truth, I'm going to give it to you because that's virtuous. When you, when you understand to truly learn a thing, yes, sir, the highest learning is virtue. What is said in the Quran of Muhammad as, as righteousness. We understand virtue in English much easier. Righteousness seems to be elusive. Islam, there's some sort of holy man telling you what is and what ain't. Virtue is very easy to, to understand. Islam, and you, you will understand very quickly that it is not an intellectual exercise, especially, you know, those that, are, that, that have received education from the Moorish Science Temple of America on the nationality. Obedience, modesty, gratitude, charity, these aren't things like necessarily in a book, Islam. You might understand how to do it on a strategy level, but that's not something you learn in a book. Are we clear on that? Well, yeah, yeah. You see, some some of us have become confused in terms of development of self, right? They think because they read a book that said that they was God, they they are God. You're not God. That has to be qualified. It can be qualified. Indeed. It's based upon one's merit. This isn't a game. If you're dirty, you you you're not a, you're not about that life. You're not manifesting that. You should be careful, Islam. You should be careful. You mess around and bring something to you that you don't want to you. If you're not about that, you know you could talk that it, you could talk that into existence. You're talking about how all these people out to get you. You know that could happen to you. But <laughs> you can make that happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to hold up the listeners. I, I definitely want to uh, engage. I don't know about you, brothers. Yeah, definitely oh, trying to go the line. Yeah, definitely. Let's go ahead and open up yes, the line. We have uh, people that. Hanging out with us. Call us from the 646-578. Welcome to Northwest Radio. Peace. Peace to the caller. KDN. Well, we come back to them. Got a call from the 973-973-384. Peace and welcome to Northwest Radio. All right. Uh, call it from the one 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 one. Welcome to the Red Radio. Peace. Peace, peace. The BB forty eight. Street on the ground. Uh, it's Brother Mikra. How you guys doing tonight? I'm blessed, man. Good, good dialogue, man. I was uh, in the chat room. 
uh, complimenting your your dialogue with the uh, universal laws of the universe, and uh, just had a couple of uh, questions uh, regarding the dialogue that you're engaging in. Uh, for some of our family members don't know the necessity of economics to go to college and come back and for some reason their behavior doesn't demonstrate at all that they have a competency to know what economics is. So can you give us uh, give me a clear definition, family, of what economics is and what role does politics play with economics? Well, politics in a nutshell, is the question, the rhetorical question I was asking earlier in terms of what are we going to do with the money, right? We, we as a people, uh, whether it be, you know, a temple, a community, or whether it be a nation, politics is what are we going to do with the money, Right? You collect taxes, you you investigate and survey the land, i.e. the people, determine what it is that, that the constituents want with the money, and then you spend the money. Now, economy. Economy is if 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 ones don't if ones don't realize that the nature of who you spend your money with if you're a consumer or if you're a merchant, if, you, if you're not interested in producing products that are meant to better people, right? I'll give you an example of a product, bevel. This is for all the Asiatic men, bevel. Walker and Company. It's, the, it's, 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 a, it's a Procter and Gamble. They make you know, health products, beauty products. They have a razor. Islam, most Asiatic men cannot use razors because the hair will grow back in their skin. Even even trimmers, clippers, all of that, none of that's working. Well, he, he, he didn't put in the work to really understand that. So what I'm really describing right now is what the prophet would have described as making a quality product. So economy is the nature of the consumer and the merchant. And okay. and there needs to be a respect there. There needs to be an understanding of the two. Like one needs to understand as a consumer how much power they have when they put their money somewhere. That's like a vote as we as we were discussing. All right. Right. I asked the question, question, uh, brother, because when uh, whenever whenever we talk about economics, you know, there's going to be somebody who raised their hand who says, "Well, while we can't seem to uh, keep money flowing in the black community," uh, and my 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 response to that naturally is that political ideology and line that supersedes religion, that supersedes occupation, that supersedes education that governs morale, that governs, that, that's a culture which dictates the behavior of that particular group. That will motivate them to then build an economy based off of political uh, 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 ideology. For example, 
we, we talk about the Black Wall Street, right? Yes, sir. Tell me if you agree with me on this. It was the political nature of segregation that allowed us to only have to rely on us, to depend on us, to build that type of economy, to build that type of, 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 of you know, legacy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I totally agree. I actually, you know, what I intended to do with what I was describing was was where I think the issue is as far as the lack of respect. I don't think that we respect each other. I don't think that we love each other. Right? But what you're describing is, is actually the result of, of being effective and being efficient in the proper way. The minute that we understand that we are obligated to each other in that fashion, you're absolutely right. Like, that's, that's, that's what it is that we're interested in building. Anybody that, that, that says that they're about it, that's what they're about. They're about putting money in their brother or their sister's hand, period. Again, there's an obligation between the two, you know. There's an obligation of us supporting each other, you know, but then there's that obligation for the merchant to provide quality products, right? Like if I'm consulting consulting with you, I'm going to let you know off top, it's not, it's not a smart thing to do to create a product or a service that's detrimental to our people. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you are obligated not to necessarily poison our people. Do you see where I'm coming from? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right, there has to be that respect of the merchant. There has to be that respect of the, cause like you said, I'm, the, I'm your pusher man. That's not to be respected. Right. Mm-hmm. The only the only right. way that culture can be accepted is in a capitalist nation where it all goes, you know, in terms of getting the dollars. That's that's interesting because I would say that, you know, obviously there there are those that are that are making finance, you know, off of crime. Like there's no there's no doubt about it. And when I say crime, I mean it in a universal fashion. Meaning the things that you earn, you can't enjoy because someone sold it. Right. Right. Like surely there are those that are that are making a living. We'll say. <laughs> we'll say they're making a living by doing crime, by doing dirt. But that's not real. They always they always go down. They make movies about these people, right? Ask one of them. <laughs> There ain't no, there ain't no salvation in that. It's funny you said that, because I'm, I'm, I'm 32, so I grew up during the Dare program. Anybody remember the Dare program? Yes, sir. I'm yep. 30. Do you remember when? Um, I, I remember seeing the commercial. There was a drug dealer on every corner, right? And All right. In 2014, believe it or not, there is. There's a Walgreens, a Rite Aid. I mean, they may be selling cookies and soda in the front, but we know what's going on in the back. Right. Uh, 
That's a, that's a case yo. of. <laughs> hold on. Hold that's a. Hold on. They moving out of work. Dust dealer on every corner. Every corner. That was deep. And all they really saying is that they put it in your face. That's hip hop for you. We'll put you out of business. Right. Now what they're doing, hip hop is black man, uh, 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 brother. You know, I guess some of us have different uh, cultures and ethnic uh, backgrounds and so forth. But what they are, uh, in terms of, of of how they're relating to us, it seems like they only address us as as, as a nation when it's dealing with negative statistics, for example. Or if, uh, you know, a, a brother's getting pulled over and you happen to inquire what's going on, and, you know, he's going to throw you in, you know, search him too, you know. So it's yes, the same sir. type of, uh, of uh, I heard Kyle Mohammed talking about this when he was saying that, we're, that we truly are gangsters in a sense because we don't, we don't have, like you were saying earlier, we don't have strategic crime organizations centered on just extorting people. You know what I mean? Even the so-called mm-hmm. hustler in the poverty, you know, poverty-stricken community, still has a, a entrepreneur-type spirit, or whether go get his own pack and hustle to get it, you know, and, and you know, right. get an hustle in a sense, uh, uh, in terms of just uh, extorting people, you know, anybody on the block, you know, and in some cases, I think we need to establish that in terms of foreigners coming into our communities, but we have we don't do it because it's truly not in our nature, you know what I mean? And I, I, I want to make a, a very main point about the attitude, because we're talking about attitude, you know, and I think this is a point that we've been missing, and we let it go for like 10 or 15 years, while there were so many different diverging conversations taking place at once. In order for it to be our community, we have to at least feel like we're native to this land. we got to be thinking as, you know, Moors in America or Americans or whatever you want to call it, but... If people are always talking about we're from Africa and we're going back to Africa, how could it ever be your community? You know what I'm saying? The only way that the Korean can say it is his community he lives in is because, you know, they've established an extension of their nation in that particular community. They have some cohesiveness in terms of what they share as a culture and how they share their um, economics. But they have a mother nation that they're going to, you know, we're talking yeah, about that's the pushing us out of our community, but then when you take a census, you like, so what are you? You know, what nation do you tie yourself to? Are you native to the land? Are you living on the land? You know what I'm saying? Or are you just waiting for the mothership to come and get you from here and, you know, transport you to Africa? Like, I, In terms of politics, I've noticed that we don't need, when you look at the gay movement, for example, the gay movement has more political power than we have, faster. Yeah, I mean, it goes beyond race. It goes beyond religion. And it's, and it's and it and what it is is like let's let's just be one hundred. Like the thing is, is that they have unity. Like what it they, is, they is have a as, flag, a, as a so as a gay population, yeah. Groups yeah, as a gay listen, as a gay population, they like you said, they click up. This is the na- this is the concept of nations. On a right? line of interest, though. That's right. That's right. I don't like, have to like, know who you are personally. As long as I know your interests, the less I know, the better I'm off. 
There you go. It's the same with hip hop. Yeah. It's the same, especially with the youth. Maybe the elders they they want to they want to discriminate, they want to hate. But the fact of the matter is that the European is always going to imitate us. Yeah. I, I blame my elders for that. My 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 my, uh, my 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 dude uh, like Bill Cosby, for example. He has enough money where he could turn negative things into good things. If you see that these youths are what? with all type of uh, of, of lingos with with, with uh, vibrations, because uh, hip hop is a science. It's the law of vibration the law of cause and effect, the law of correspondence, and the law of, 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 of polarity, in a sense. Putting all the action is called, we call them a cipher, you know what I mean? Uh, they're using those universal laws against us to benefit them. Hmm. The hip-hop movement, uh, Bill Cosby had a position where he could have, you know, he could he could have, you know, just, just play distribution and, and circle that money back into our community, you know, turning a negative into a good. You know, when you have money and you have influence. Are we, are we, are we hypothetically speaking, or are we speaking on facts? Because we know the brother tried something. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, the more joint effort. I mean, he can't do it by himself. I'm just using him as an example. Um, Oprah. Then he, he fell back. You know what I'm saying? Because it's oh. about being, it's about having a circle of riders. It's about it's about people that are about it. It's about people that are actually going to deliver on what they say. That is right. rare. But but if they never said it, then what should we expect from them? That's the thing that I'm getting with go. this whole Oprah could have did it or Cosby or Jordan. Did they ever say that? that was that ever their intention? And we just feel that they have an obligation to because they came from the same place that we came from. But we ha- don't even have an agreement on who we are is what I'm saying at the end of the day. If you live in a neighborhood, who the fuck are you to that neighborhood? What connection do you have to that land? Make your claim and make it superior. Because if you're saying that you are from Africa, then you belong in Africa. Stop saying that people are doing something to your community. If you're domiciled in some place that you don't claim as home, what are you doing there? We all well, twist how there. we seeing and thinking about this situation. And then it's like we, 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 we come, huh? I said the European created that whole schism. You know, the European is very clever. For example, the conscious community. That wasn't a title probably, you know, that we gave ourselves. Uh, go back, you know, the whole notion of being African came from a European saying, go back home, go back to Africa, nigger. You know what I mean? The situation with South Korea, for example, America will spend billions of dollars building up South Korea in hopes that North Korea will soon follow. And if North Korea was to follow, you would see America pull out all that money overnight. Why would they do that? That that sounds like it lacks interest. The whole goal of building up South Korea is to cause tension between North Korea. And we know the uh-huh. history between Korea. But, but but you didn't describe tension. You described uh, a unity, meaning they give it, they give in, right? You said if if North Korea and South Korea end up coming to a agreement, they will pull out, right? Right, because South Korea is America. Right now, I'm saying 
it makes more sense that they would be able to sell and market and make finance off of the rest of the people there. Why would they pull out? I'll give you another example. The Dominican Republic shares, the Dominican Republic shares an island with Haiti, but America will spend millions of dollars building up uh, uh, Dominican Republic as being a tourist resort, as uh, being a vacation uh, 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 type of atmosphere uh, for travel and so forth, in hopes that it, it will outshine and make the, the neighboring, uh, you know what I'm saying, Haiti look very bad politically, economically, socially, when we know that you know, Haiti they, is being punished for their revolution. They created, there was no such thing as a Dominican 500 years ago. That's one of their creations. Why wouldn't they run with this shit? Exactly. So right, like that's, a, that's different. Under the thumb yeah. of, see, that's what I'm saying. We keep ignoring and, and, and divorcing what we're seeing, what, what's happening, and then we want to deal with what we're seeing, which is only fractals, piece of the story. That shit is about the crusades. That shit is about Catholicism. That's about the subjugation and the making of a new nigga that they call it a Dominican and a Puerto Rican, you know, saying all of these things that did not exist a few years ago. Exactly. And I mean, so let's give it 100. Hold on, hold on. One second, one second. It's a sex slave designation place. It's a tourist industry. It's sugarcane, but that, you know what I'm saying? All of these different industries have a stake there, but the church has the first stake there, the Dominican. You know, Indeed. that's a religious fact. And see, so we're the only people who, who seem to be consciously, believe it or not, we know who we are. I'll give you a clear example. We speak English on this telephone, but neither one of us will go as far as to say we're an Englishman, right? Right. But you have dark-skinned Hispanics, nappy hair, I mean, very, very, very aboriginal features. But mm-hmm. they identify with the, the ethnicity of the language that dominates their culture. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that sense, we know we know that our culture supersedes our language and our identity in a sense. That's right. Because like you said, because like you said, the brother was saying, one of the one of the benefits of power is that you have exclusive rights to the power of definition. That's right. Find things as you see fit. But look, look. But now again, let let let's make sure we are hip hop. You know right. what I'm saying? Look what we did Precisely. with hip-hop, with the English language. So we, that's what I'm saying. In essence, we have very, we, we've moved beyond that particular argument. That that's, English is a, is, is a magical language, as we have proven. It's a language of manifestation. As we've been doing these past few shows on the Logo Sapiens, we've explained exactly what English is and how it can be utilized and how we are utilizing it. Because, it's, it's the language that, you know what I'm saying? We, we we made the music that we've made. We've cast the spells that we've cast with this language. It's the language that you tell the woman that you love, that you love her. And she felt it, and she knew exactly what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the bobo that your father kicked to your mother to make you. You know? Exactly. And it carries a frequency. And that's what I'm saying. Why not just get into understanding how we can utilize what we already have? Instead of talking about what this, we had and that we don't got no more, we claim because uh, a Dominican is not trying to be, be go back to becoming a Taino. A Dominican is looking towards the future of what the fuck uh, the future is for the Dominicans. You know what I'm saying? 
Exactly. I think Haitians and, are necessarily and, trying to okay. go back to question, Africa where, where they originated from. They're trying to get Haiti under wraps. They're trying to get some of those mineral resources, some of that gold they just found. You know what exactly. Saying? Before the question, hold on, before the brothers... Hold on, brother, before your question. Before your question, let me just say this. I'm out of Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Mm-hmm. That's the only successful slave rebellion on the planet Earth. What's that? Tucson. Overture. Okay. Haiti. Right. Are you familiar? Yes, sir. The British bragged that they were uh, in that revolution that the French couldn't handle, and they sent 100,000 troops who got killed. They didn't even make it to the shore. Understand that. That's hip-hop. Right. None. None can test. Right. Think about the nature of, of Muhammad Ali. All right. <laughs> Now, like in truth, they, they're, 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 hold on, they're, they're going in on Haiti like that because Haiti has a certain culture. I'm bringing up Toussaint for that reason, but please go on with your question. Uh, uh, investigative, uh, investigative journalist asked a question to the European Union, uh, the Republic of China, and America. The question was centered on economics and politics. The question was, what does Africa mean to you? They all responded with the same answer. Everything. End quote. Yes, sir, what's your question? Do I agree? If our enemies are dictating the policy of economics and wealth, a nation, nations that have no natural resources, nations that have no history of any type of growth that they sustain off of just their natural resources within their na- nation, right? And they're able to dictate this by controlling one of the most resourceful continents on the planet. We may not, some of us may not politically want to identify with being an African, but in terms of politics, you better get your double talk on, put your suit and tie on, and, and make a, a joint effort at establishing some connection with those resources right there. Well, let me, let me say this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in on that real fast. I, I appreciate okay. that. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Uh, the prophet said, look, you bet. Islam, I have, to, I have to say that first. So it's not a it's not a costume. It's it's an excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Now, furthermore, like as far as Africa is concerned, like I'm I'm very much so aware of you know the value of natural resources and the natural resources found in Africa. However, um. Let us understand that, you know, when we talk about allegiance, when we talk about, you know, what it is that we represent or what have we we want to understand, like, you know, the capacity of, of that allegiance and, like, how far that can extend, 
And what we're really discussing right now is, is that mind state, that mindset, that hip-hop mindset even, that culture, right? In Africa, they're not necessarily, you know, embracing hip-hop culture, right? I'm not saying that they're not. Obviously, like, hip-hop is dominating the earth. What I'm saying is is that we're the generators. Like, it's no need for you to feel like there's a particular spot on the earth that you need to lay claim to. Our culture is going to dominate the entire earth. You are going to have access to the whole thing with something like Bitcoin, with something like the Internet. You are able to engage in commerce with somebody that's across the globe. You need not feel like, you know, you're being exploited or that someone is exploiting you. You might want to find out, like, if you're able to will it or not. Right? Right. I mean, seriously. And, 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 it's, and the same question goes for those around you. Right? Like, if y'all put together the plan, you put together the plan. Okay, we got a plan. And then brothers fail to execute on the plan. This is what I meant by the team, right? If we got to come behind you to do what you what you were supposed to have been doing, then we want to X you out, right? So the deal is is make sure that you're able to deliver. Have a circle of people. Have a community. Be a member of a community. Be a member of a nation. And understand where your allegiance lies. Because really nobody's going to be able to stop you from doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. We're worried about the wrong thing, like what somebody else is doing. Be worried about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't need to be worried about the so-called enemy or what a foreigner is interested in. Why not, We want to be, we we want to, because, because... we would like to be concerned with what we're interested in. What are, what are our interests? If we, if we spend the mind capacity focused on what another wants, we, what, how, when do we spend time on focusing on what it is that we want? Yeah. Like, right? So I'm me, saying don't even – go ahead. Take me, for instance, I have a business, right? I have a jewelry business, and – based on some of the contacts that I was able to make in Tucson, right, now I have access to extend my business into a mining business because I met people with mines that gave me full access to their mines, okay? And I have a mining corporation, all right? I have a jewelry company that deals with precious stones. The majority of those covetous stones are in Africa. Now, if we were to all formulate as a business or if the family were to, you know, come together as an investment group, an investment company, now we can go to the continent and we can deal with heads of state because in the majority of these countries, you have to go through the, um, you know, the, 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 the ministries, you know what I'm saying, to get natural resources. You can't be going in some of mine. It has to be through the government um, faculty or what have you. You know, you can only interface with them as a corporation, though. That's right. You understand? Or, you know, if if you are a public figure, like an entertainer, you know what I'm saying, like an Akon, you go over and get your gold mine or I mean, your diamond mine or what have you, I can see them giving you some leverage from that because our, our culture highly impacts and influences them. So when you go there, 
you're going to be held up, you know what I'm saying, as a champion. But oh, we seen you on BET. Nigga, you exactly. Said, what you need over here? You'll be surprised exactly. at what you can get. 